You have to ban him. <laughs> I was just gonna delete his his link. Oh my did god! You, really, you do look did you, like. Did you ban him? Did you ban him? Ban? Just time him out. Oh, your mic's not working now, but Josh. What? Oh, the ban yeah, I banned him. Oh come on, dude! It, he was he was a bot. He's like, please review so? review my song about my life. Oh yeah, so. yeah 100% he could be a hard-working up-and-coming rapper in the what night. if he's just <laughs> what if he's just a sweet little boy that was just like hey can you guys check out my song about my life that's like the digital version of the guys who walk around new Walter. york City and start handing handing out cds to you like oh bro take this out here's a free cd here's a free cd there you go yeah. uh his name is walter by the way it's you yes thank you and you do that yes uh yeah let's let's get it let's do it let's get into All it right. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Overachievers Gaming Podcast, episode 42 of the original gaming podcast. Well, we start not the original gaming podcast, but the, the original OG. version of this gaming podcast that we used to do where we talked about video games. Remember back then when we used to do that? Talk about video games and had fun and didn't always just complain about Marvel Strike Force. It's fantastic. We love this it. podcast, believe it or not, is not about Marvel Strike Force. Exactly. <laughs> Overachievers Gaming is about Marvel Strike Force. Yeah, the it's the, uh, the, the, MS the are side, side project of that. Yeah, exactly. That segment has tra- taken over and controlled all of our lives just because we're all in. Uh, there's so much content to talk about and bitch about with MSF for that. But anyway, I am your host, Vash, uh, joined, as always, by Ashby Strami and Chef Krondo. And joining us again this week, well, actually, technically for the first time on the original podcast, is Chewburger84. We had such a good time on the MSF for MSF content um, that he wanted to come talk video games and not just MSF. So what's up, Chew? How's it going? Thanks for joining us. I'm really well, man. Glad to be here again. Well, for the first time on this one. Uh, and yeah, keen to talk about some video games, my dude. Yeah, that's. Uh, I'm excited cool to get into that. So there is some cool stuff coming out. Um, gotta love um, some things that have happened in the past. Um, we have a lot to talk about. I'm going to try. We'll try to keep this. Normally, we try to do the OGP uh, around an hour, but I feel like, you know, we'll probably, since we have a lot to catch up on, since it's been roughly two months since we've recorded and talked about video games in general, the last episode we had was with my cousin Neil mm-hmm. about Legends of Runeterra. We're going to talk about that a bit because they had everything drop for the mobile aspect. So I'm excited to get into that because I started playing it a little bit. Um, still little new to it. Not really sure what I'm doing, but it's it seems fun. So I'm excited to see what's happening. So anyway. Let's talk about some video games. I, can, I, I, can, I, can I start real quick? I think the biggest, the biggest announcement that we've had in the oh, in I forgot to do socials too, but whatever. Uh, Beingoverachiever.com, OG.podcast, Overachievers P, uh, YouTube, Overachievers Gaming Podcast, wow, OG Podcast Alternate Reality play. for Chew. Uh, and yeah, Chew, what was yours? <laughs> uh, alternate Reality on YouTube. Hell yeah! Boom! But all that doesn't matter because you know what does matter, boys. Soon enough, we will be getting the remastered versions of Tony Hawk Pro Skater oh, 1 and 2. Yes. Oh, shit. I totally forgot. Oh, and my that, God. That is, that's my life gone. Is it that's remastered all, or remake? I think it's remastered. I'm not. No, they're remastered. Not, uh, I saw a picture this morning on Reddit of uh, all the original skaters from the game with uh, Jack 
my, my God. I can't think of his name. No. Jack Bauer. The guy from Tenacious D. Why, <laughs> what? I want to see yeah, that. Jack Black, Black, yeah, Jack Why can't I think of his last name? Oh, my God. I'm, <laughs> I, yeah, I know, yeah. I, I'm drinking tea instead of coffee now, so the mornings are um, slower. It's more caffeine. Technically. It's not. A, it doesn't. It doesn't have that. that, that, that. No, uh. the, the, the whole soundtrack is going to be in it, I believe. But that that was like one of the things I'm most excited for is the soundtrack. I would just leave those menus on all the time. But I uh, that's a that was a big part of my 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 childhood was yeah me too. Tony Hawk Pro Skater. I mean, as much as I did enjoy one and two, when they when they remaster Underground, I'll die because Underground was my actual jam. But when I when I saw this random email. <laughs> that said like the return of tony hawk i was like what could this what is, is this, this a some kind of spam or something and then when i saw that the trailer is dope looks, the game looks, looks great good. and it's been the a while since they've done oh like a skating game right so, I, I, I'm, I'm glad i'm so glad you, i'm oh. so glad you said that josh because <laughs> i was having a conversation the day with my friends and so tony hawk had the market of an action sports game for the longest time the longest time like all the tony hawk games and then skate came out and change the way a action game can be played, right? Tony Hawk was just like hit A, hit other button combinations. You you do a trick and you get combos, blah blah. blah. But Skate kind of changed that with the flicking of your 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 um your pad your paddle or whatever the fuck to get you different moves, right? And as cool as that was, I think Skate killed. <laughs> I think it was too hard. It wasn't it wasn't as easy for people to do stuff like it was in Tony Hawk, and it kind of killed that genre of video game because you don't see skateboard video games anymore or really many action sports. You don't see snowboarding games. You don't see BMX. You don't see any of those. And I really do think that skate killed that genre like, of video it's, games. It's just too like, hard. straight up. It was too hard, and people were like, oh, I don't feel like playing it. Like, uh, maybe this isn't for me. That's yeah, not really my thing. And then those games just started to like, die down, like straight up. Yeah. If Tony Hawk was like the arcade version, Skate was like the, the simulator, essentially, is how it worked almost, out. Almost. Almost. I, I wasn't a fan of Skate. I, I couldn't do it. I just was It was like, this is not why I want to play a skateboarding video game. I just yeah. want to play a skateboarding game named, like, game to, like, to, do hood yeah. shit with my friends. I don't know. Yeah, I just want to do a kickflip over a helicopter to collect it. Exactly. 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 So over the top. It's just like a – it feels like a movie, just over the top movie. It's fantastic. So – and uh, and then also of another dope trailer, we had the trailer for Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I, which, okay, we're gonna get into that. I cannot wait to talk about that because as you know, you know I, well, I've never been the biggest Assassin's Creed. Guy. It's not that I don't like it; it just was never really my dig. But like, man, that trailer was just gen- first off, Assassin's Creed has always had amazing, beautiful cinematics, like beautiful, like very well done. Oh my god! Uh, which Assassin's Creed was it, Charlie? Where like the Templar, whoever the hell it was had the assassin like they're pushing him off to the ledge and he keeps seeing the visions of i guess it was ezio or whoever the hell it was uh and then he jumps but he like flips back and like kills them all i don't remember which one it was but it was fire rogue? anyway assassin's creed rogue where he, you play the bad guy no 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 he it, it was still I, I'll, I'll look it up but what i was getting at though is just man those trailers were just always so beautifully like so beautifully done and like valhalla kills it oh my god hmm. that trailer I'm going to play that game. I haven't played Assassin's Creed since two. I cannot wait. Ah, I cannot it's wait. been very different for the last two. See, it's it's a whole different game as of uh, what was it, Origins. A completely different. Now. It's much more RPG than traditional. How uh, is it, Assassin's Creed? I, as someone that didn't play Assassin's Creed because I didn't like the fact that it didn't have RPG elements in it, what can you tell me that it has in it <laughs> that would maybe entice me and as to why Valhalla would be? 
a good game to pick up. Well, it's got lo- it's got loots, bro. So it's got loots, so you can upgrade your weapons and it, like have different fighting styles, different weapons. Wait, that was that was never the case in previous ones. No, right? it was just basically you went through, eventually talked to Leonardo da Vinci. He shows you nude boobs, and then you have a helicopter. Like it's just it's kind of that's yep. the way the old ones work. Whereas now <laughs> you can kind of it's much more open world, sandboxy, and you can just kind of get whatever weapon set you want to stick with, and you get your legendary weapons. So it's much, much more RPG-ish. And that put a lot of people off the first Assassin's Creed uh, reboot, which is basically Origins. But for me, it's a much bigger uh, recipe. I'm waiting for the Steam sale next month because I'm going to go hard on the ones Mm. that I've missed. Wait, wait. Do you think they'll have all of them on the Steam sale? Because I'll sure get, oh, sure, get every dude. single Assassin's Creed on the Steam sale. I'll, I'll yep. every single one of them. This year's Steam sales, I reckon, it's going to be one of the most competitive ever because everyone wants a piece of that coronavirus stay at home money. Man. I'm picking up yeah. all the Dark Souls I, uh, games. That's my plan. Shit. What's Steam sale next month? Yeah. What'd you say, Ashley? Yeah. It's- it's next month, next, next month, the Steam sale. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got pushed back. So it's basically last week of June, first week of July, I think, is why it's yeah. not official yet. But there's been like two <laughs> massive leaks on t- uh, Twitter that had exactly the same. Uh, there goes my stimulus so, check, yeah. as games and gains says. Yeah, I will. Because I, 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 like I said, I'm a play since two. I really wanted to play Black Flag. I just didn't. It, it looked really Black cool. Black Flag. I will have to. I will have to say, as somebody who's platinum every single Assassin's Creed game, because I love all of them. They're my I have Assassin's Creed tattoos, obviously. You know, there it's my jam. Black Flag changed the game in terms of how they approach like naval combat, sailing, all that stuff. So you'll see in Origins and also in um, uh, oh shit, what's the what's the one Odyssey? Odyssey, yeah. That, that they took all of the inf- all the stuff that they learned from Black Flag and from um, Unity and all that stuff. Well, actually, Unity didn't, didn't really have any uh, sailing stuff, but they really lean heavily on what they've learned from black flag and what people still play it today and really implement that into their open world sandboxy game of like being able to sail around the world one, especially with, uh, um, odyssey. I just, I going off of what she was saying with, with how the loot stuff works. Like I like the fact that like you can just, there's different, sets of abilities if you want to make a stealthy assassin you can do it if you want to make one that goes in and just beats so the fuck out of everything because i, I was never opposed to the like this is who you are that's it like you want to you want to sneak around like jump to a bush that's the game awesome i there's, wasn't opposed to it it's interesting they added elements in that. of that there's sure. still elements of that but then they'll make one where it's like hey you want to be an archer you can be an archer and you want to be like uh, in the f- in the battlegrounds like full-on like dual axes going and like you know just beating everyone to a pulp you can do that i i love that aspect because it just allows you to play the game in different ways and experience mm-hmm. the same content in different uh in different you know functionality and whatnot and i i love the fact that they gave us that option because it just makes all this like you know you play you know the first half of the game you're like oh, i've been you know an assassin it's like you know what i'm tired of this i want to be an archer i want to like you know s- snipe everybody and you can do it and they had cool things in like an odyssey where like you could like essentially do uh like you could, like curve your bow shots essentially and you can like control yeah. your bows and like and like control your arrows you can like do headshots from like across the map it was fantastic so and the worlds are huge yeah. absolutely huge and it's like I love the fact that they that they've stopped doing the Assassin's Creed every year and have been doing I think since Syndicate was the one where they stopped doing it every year and they started doing every other year and it just really gave it really made those games much um it gave them so much polish it made them so much better and storytelling is incredible all the NPCs are voice have voice acting and they're all engaging they're all interesting mm. it's like you can spend so much time on it but I highly recommend if you want to play um 
one game, I'd say start with Black Flag to kind of understand like, you know, where the game was maybe like four or five years ago and then play Origins because Origins is where they changed it for the new RPG elements and then play Odyssey because Odyssey is they're still adding content Odyssey, but it's just like they went full blown like fantastic with that with that game in in terms of like okay we're gonna play um you know you're gonna play up against um boss fights of like medusa and like all these like gorg you know all the gorgons and then you have like that's awesome like um the mythical creatures like the minotaur and then you have the cyclops and all sort of dude it's so good it's so good it's they just they hit a home run with it and i can't wait to see what they do with this with this next one because you know the thing that got me excited about it was you know this the hidden blade has always been underneath the arm you can do that and then i saw the trailer it's on top of the arm he just goes and just like punches him in the face with this with the hidden dagger on the top dude dude that little change i can't wait i can't wait that's it then coming soon we got uh assassin's creed 2077 where he's just got lightsabers man so i'm kidding <laughs> that's awesome I, don't, don't uh yeah I'll take it a futuristic Assassin's Creed. I think that'd be yeah. Be so, I mean, what do you guys it. think about as someone that's never played an Assassin's Creed game? Like, would it be a bad idea for me to just jump in at Valhalla or no? No, it's standalone, standalone okay. enough. Like, there's Easter eggs uh, in the storyline for the thing that overarches all the right. AC games. But honestly, all of them now are really standalone, especially cool. the last two. Nice, because I think I'm going to yeah. check it out. The, the, the story. I definitely yeah. would recommend checking out. I mean, and the cool thing about it is that Valhalla, it's like depending if you play it on console or PC, I mean, PC, it doesn't really matter. But for console players, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla is going to be the a day one release for the PlayStation 5. So I'm excited for that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that just makes it even more sweeter for me to, to pick up and buy a PlayStation 5. I was going to buy a PlayStation 5 anyway because I'm a console player mostly. But that's just – I can't wait for that. It's going to be so good. Um, yeah, I'm, I um... – I'm never going to get it. I'm very curious. I'm very, like, I think I'm, I'm really interested in the Steam sale. I'll, I'll straight up get every single Yo, Assassin's Creed. Okay, to go through so what is the deal shit. with the Steam sale thing? Because like, I'm not a usual person that does a lot of PC gaming, <laughs> but like now that I'm into... Oh, it's just, dude, it, it's like Steam has a yeah. sale every year. They have a couple, I think, isn't it? Uh, the summer one's the big one, or like the one for the road up to summer, but they mm-hmm. just discount heavy on the entire library, which the library is tens of right. thousands of video games. So that's when people are like, oh my god, there goes my wallet. Steam sale this year. Like they all announce like crazy games on there for a stupid price, and it's like, great, there's a, you know, that's my money, whatever. Yeah, you know, ninety percent yeah. off. So you can get games. I was like planning on picking up yeah. Dark Souls three and Sekiro because those are the two that I don't have. You could, you'll probably get it yeah. for, yeah, dude, do it. Especially this year because you've got Epic now in that same space. Like they've been making moves in the background. They want a lot of that money. Like they've been fighting to get a lot of exclusives this year. And I think that they're going to run their sale probably head to head. They're going to go at these guys hard and you'll find yeah. that they'll be basically going to both of them. I know a lot of people don't like Epic, but at the same time, man, like if the game's significantly cheaper for you and it's the same game, get it. that Who competition is always good. Steam's had kind of a monopoly on this for a long time. Oh, competition easily. is massive for this. Dude, Steve, oh, it, it, and there's, there's no argument with that. Steam has had the PC game library on lock for like a decade at least mm-hmm. like straight up like there's no one else you know and like other people have tried to come through and do their own platform but it really isn't until epic that it's been any sort of like thing you know yeah. i 100 100 regardless of what epic is or if you like them or not like you can't deny that steam has controlled the pc digital market for forever forever like legitimately because before this you were buying hard disks you know and then then steam came around and like they had the proper library they had all the like you know they they were the valve games you know yeah. and then boom they started to build a library and, they, and then from there it's like that's that's what it is they own that market 
Yeah, and it just allowed even it allowed more people to buy and try other games too, like indie developers. Which was the best. Yes, yeah, totally. That was so the great. Seeing, that was one of the best parts. So yeah, you're seeing games like Dead Cells come out of this from like yeah. these indie developers or um, these other smaller games that have just been like you know they might be pixel art, but they have such an incredible storyline and the gameplay is fantastic. Yeah. Like I, I personally am not a, a, a side scroller pixel art fan. But like there's games out there like Celeste has just, you know, the storyline, if you can look past that and just play the game and enjoy the game, like there, there are games out there. Celeste just like, it's, is it's a like award winning game. mode game for mechanical skill, though. Like, have you seen people speed run that game? Yeah. I have. It's insane. Incredible. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. yeah, Switch has been amazing for those sort of games, too. I think that's really also, given a second yeah. resurgence, man, because if totally. there's been a platform built for those sort of up-and-coming mini-devs who are just starting to flex those muscles, the Switch is that platform. And super quick PSA as well. If you've never played GTA V, uh, it's going away for free on the Epic Store at the moment. Yeah. Oh, shit. I, I, right I saw now. a bunch oh, of God. memes this morning about, about it, and it's something, it's like 93 gigs or something like that to download it. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm surprised you I found those like, memes with all the triangle memes getting around. <laughs> oh, because of the yeah. Unreal Engine 5? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, I mean, do, do we just segue into that? Into it? Just, just drop right into it. Go, go ahead. Whoever. I, to be honest, haven't watched it I yet. Because, uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure it's cool. I just yeah, don't, it's super I don't know. dope. So, I, 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 did a, I did a bit of research on it this morning. And they what they did is, is they kind of created like a like a demo game for it. And uh, the, the name of the game was Lumen in the Land of Nanite because it kind of like goes into different uh, elements of the, the Unreal Engine that they were kind of creating. And like the Nanite is like a virtualized mi- micro polygon geometry thing that like, I guess that's what sets up all the different triangles instead of it using. Uh, uh, I don't know. I, I guess they, they, they usually they like scale things in real time. And with this, they can just kind of like uh it, it saves a lot of memory and they can they can use like autocad to do these things or something called zbrush and it makes it a lot easier to create elements in the game and the other big system that they were touting about is lumen which is a fully dynamic global illumination solution and it like makes it so that the environments like react to the changes of the light and things like that and in the the actual demo man i gotta say dude it looks nice and i mean it it yeah, this is crazy because it's. I I remember seeing an Unreal Engine demo like about a year ago or so, but it was for cinematic uses, and I think they were like, "We're coming off this new technology." I bet you that was like the the precursor to like the actual like Lumen Dude, and all that shit. It like That's builds wild. up too because as the de- as the developer is sitting there talking about it in the demo, the demo is like what like nine or ten minutes long. Um, the guy like, like is kind of explaining the different elements and like what they've been working on and how it how it affects the actual what you're seeing in the gameplay that they're doing in the demo. And then at the very end, should I, I gotta go? I gotta stir okay. my sauce. At the very that. end, oh, this man's gotta go stir his sauce. You hear that? Um, <laughs> you guys have weird metaphors for things. <laughs> 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 oh man. Um. Anyways, yeah. At the end, when she uh, when mm. she kind of like unlocks a portal and does this these like the running jump skips and things like that. Good. Incredible, man. When I first started, I thought I thought we were literally watching the opening to like the Horizon yes! uh, Zero Dawn sequel. I saw that wall and I saw those paintings. I was like, 100%, are man. they really doing this now? And yeah, I had to change pants, man, because I was like, this is it. Because uh, I love that game. That was one of my uh, games of this generation, if you ask me, on the, on the PS4. Yeah. 
I'm ex- uh, that was yeah. I also played. Did you play the expansion for that too? Like the Frozen North or whatever it is. Or I did. Frozen- yeah. So when I moved over here, I bought a Pro, and that came out about the same time because I had to sell my PS4 back in Oz. And uh, when I got here, I got that in a 4K TV, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do a whole fresh play. And uh, yeah, man, that was stunning. The, yeah. the expansion pack was okay. It was very samey, samey. But if you played it uh, not as an expansion, but as part of the actual game, it flowed perfectly. Yeah, that's what I did too. Because I got, I didn't play Horizon Zero Dawn when the game came out originally. I picked it up when it was like on sale for like twenty bucks or something like that on a PS uh, PS Plus sale, mm-hmm. and uh, so it, it included the expansion too. So I did the same thing. I played through it fresh because I hadn't done. And I, I love that 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 world that they built in there. The storyline was like engaging and and like it's very rare that I'm playing a game and like wanting to know more about the story. I mean, it's one yeah. of the reasons why I play games since I feel like a lot of it missed the mark and a lot of that. And with storytelling, but I was like going and reading through every little piece of uh, uh, like I never go through and like read all the books or any text or anything like that that comes through. I'm like, oh, okay, I collect it's a collector piece, whatever. And then I was like going right. through and reading everything because I wanted to know more because it just felt so engaging and so alive. And like, and I love the fact that they included the um, photo mode like with that, and you could just go mm. through and take awesome photos and do whatever you want. And I just it's just it's such a good so, game. If you have if you never played Horizon Zero Dawn, I highly 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 recommend. Piggyback on what you just said, FF Seven, which we'll talk about in a second because I want to one more thing I want to say about the PS Five real quick. Um, mm-hmm. They don't have like a specific date yet, but oh. there's a guy that's apparently like a really spicy leaker on PlayStation News, <laughs> and there's always yeah. Well, one I mean, guy. apparently, apparently there's he's like very dead guy. on when he when he makes these kinds of accusations or whatnot. But apparently, it's going to be coming out it. around November twentieth, and they're going to be starting oh. pre-orders the first week of June, and it's going to be like fifty bucks down. But that's all <laughs> speculation. But that's also like right. from a very reliable source. So um, whether or not that's accurate, we'll see. But I'm pretty excited about it. PS5 looks dope. Uh, well, I'll say this. I mean, the PS the the stuff coming out about PlayStation, it looks like it's better than the Xbox Series X, Series One, whatever the fuck. It, I, also, stupid the Xbox name. X Series X One X. I'm just so Series annoyed X. as an Xbox dork. I just come on, like make you have you probably spend so much money on your marketing development team. These names are dumb. <laughs> it's like yeah. come on, these names are dumb. <laughs> I like you. I'm going to buy you. I defend you. The stupid name. But here's, stupid. Here's the thing, actually, though, is that you can get exactly all of that that you're getting from owning a full Xbox if you have a half decent gaming rig, right? Because you buy that 15 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month for you guys. You, there you go. I think you're going to be okay. Uh, 15 uh, bucks a 100%. month. And you just get all those games. Like, I honestly think the best value thing I've bought in the last 12 months is 100% the Xbox. Uh, PC pass because I've played. Oh, I got, yeah, I got that too. Yeah. Gears 5, Gears yeah. Tactics. I've got Wastelands 3 <laughs> up on the order. We got Minecraft Dungeons in a week. Dude, I bought, Actually, so I got, I got the Gears Tactics. I haven't played it yet. How is it? Amazing. Yeah. I finished it last week. Really. Is it multiplayer? Uh, do you know what? I didn't actually check. It's it's basically XCOM. So, I mean, being turn based, you could, I guess, but I don't think, uh, I haven't checked. Yeah. Yeah, I bought it. I just have not joined out for a dollar. All right, I'll try it out for a dollar. Join out for a dollar. That's what I did. I did the same thing, and it's like five bucks after that. I was like, okay, I'll take. I, I will say. I mean, I'm sure PlayStation. I think PlayStation is the same thing. But Games Pass that Microsoft does is a is a. Oh God, I didn't mean to start this. It's starting the game. God damn it. Uh-huh. Uh, 
uh, Games Pass is a phenomenal deal, and they always have amazing games. And then once they brought to PC, I mean, it's still in beta or whatever, but like, yeah, I, I hopped on that quick. I did get Gears Tactics, I haven't played it yet, like a ding dong, but I mean, the new, the thing is, the new Halo is going to be a part of uh, Games Pass, so I want to buy that. Like, that was amazing. I got Gears 5 for Games Pass, like, I didn't have to buy that. Yep. Like, like, these are new games. Oh, I'm out, surprised. Of Worlds, out of Wilds. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I, I did the dollar thing back in November, and that month I played Gears 5 and Outer Worlds, which are games I was going to play no matter what, and they were both tremendous. I mean, every month yeah, dude. another game. Now we got... You know, the Master Chief collection's there, so you can play all the oh, remap yeah. Halos as they slowly roll out. And they're phenomenal. We actually yeah. just did, in my old clan, we just did a, a Halo tournament the other day. We did, like, three rounds, first round Halo 1, first round Halo, or next round Halo 2, and next round hey, Halo 3. Nice. It was fire. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. I, you could do one that. Thing, the one thing I'll say that I like the best about um, Xbox, even though I'm not an Xbox player, is the fact that if you buy a game digitally on your Xbox, you can play that game on PC without yeah. buying it again. Not, I don't think it's all of them though. I think it's only ones that do have the, the counterpart. Some of them, but, yes, but, but some of them like they're doing the fact that they're even doing that is huge. great. I mean, I well, would that love was that one of the announcements too. That for, the new thing, new any any Xbox game you buy for the new Xbox, you could play it on any other Xbox console. That like if you have Xbox Xbox One X, and I buy this game for Xbox One X, and I'm like, oh, next week I got I gifted <laughs> Xbox Series. X Xbox yeah. Series One. What is? You're confusing. So, I, I should know the name of this. <laughs> the, the the Xbox Series. Uh, you get to play that game on the new one. Like that's that's a that's like a bigger deal. Than I think people are 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 are, are not. That's that's huge. I think. Yeah, that is huge. I, I do I do know that in the PlayStation Five there is backwards compatibility. So any any games you have on your library for PS4, you can play on your PS5, which I think is <laughs> fantastic. I wish they did that for the PS4, but I understand why they didn't. So yeah. But, but even it even slowly still, like, kind of brought it back, but yeah, not not in the fashion they should have. Yeah, but even even still, I'm excited just to have that because I have I've switched from I used to have a huge collection of video games. I still do, but yeah, I've slowly do. just gotten rid of them, and I've been going more digital just because of um, space. And I'm starting to declutter a lot of stuff. I mean, I still like to collect things, and I stopped buying collector's editions for all the trinkets and whatever. But I like the fact that now that all all these games that I've purchased digitally in my my account, I can now play on my PS5. Whether that's kind of what you know, maybe they have like the a super sampled edition, like you know the PlayStation has, or if you're playing, you know, PS4 Pro has. If you're playing on a 1080 source, it'll like you'll play at 1080 60. Maybe there'd be upgraded graphics and whatnot from the PS4 games on the PS5, or maybe yeah. it'll play a little faster or load faster and all that sort of stuff. So I'm right. excited for that. Yeah, I I think the backwards compatibility. I think that there's something about it that's not easy, right? Uh, I, I would like to think that it's a hard thing because it took Xbox forever too to do backwards compatibility. Well, so. it's it's more or less playing. So whenever you have these ga- these games developed, they're developed for specific platforms, and every single console right. has different platforms in which they run their code and how they run things. So right. that's why there's it's hard to do backwards compatibility and whatnot because you now have to build a system that runs or for modern day gaming, but also as allows for this. So my assumption is they're probably just emulating whatever the ps4 platform is in the ps5 but it has the hardware to be able to do that in with you know with vmware essentially so that's yeah. what my assumption is and that's why they'll probably make it um you know 1080 60 only because that way it's easy to emulate the the ps4 within the ps5 so that's my assumption i don't know otherwise though right but yeah so tell us about the xbox event dom yeah so uh they showed off about like 13 games uh let me get my notes oh boy 
They showed about 13 Xbox games. Xbox fanboy time. Uh, what well, we, you know, we should talk about. I, I, I'm here to listen. Uh, you, 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 you teach me what's going on in the Xbox world. Well, I think the Xbox and the the Xbox Series X. <laughs> uh, we need we need to create our own name for this thing. It's Xbox Series go. X. It's Xbox. Xbox I keep just, thinking just for some X, reason X, I keep thinking X. it's Xbox Series One. I don't know why I'm thinking that. Whatever. Xbox. Uh, but the uh, the the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation Five are like insanely similar in mm-hmm. hardware specs, and the stuff they showed uh, at the Xbox Insider was the 13 games, and they showed them all at like the peak. You can play that 4K res, 120 frames per second, uh, you know, direct X-ray tracing. And I guess they're using some kind of new uh, SSD optimized storage shit, like they call it direct storage, uh, so that it's a better read-write time, so you have faster gameplay, less load screen, stuff like that. It's the same thing you're hearing, really, between both consoles. It, it, it really is starting, I think, that it's starting to come to the point where you're just picking the console you want to play via the exclusive titles. That's really it, yeah. right? I, I, I've always gone Xbox because I really enjoy Halo and Gears of War. Those are like my jams, you know? Mm-hmm. But, you know, they showed, the game they showed, they showed Valhalla. Uh, they showed, some of these games have never heard of, Bright Memory Infinite, Call of the Sea, Chorus 5, Scarlet Nexus, Scorn, something that I never. But obviously, then they they did like Madden NFL twenty one. Also, there's twenty one Maddens. That's crazy. They did yeah. Dirt Five uh, and a and a couple other a couple other games like Yakuza and stuff. Uh, was received well. It seems like people. I feel like in the last like five or so years, you've seen uh, more people starting to to gravitate to PlayStation. I think over Xbox just because of the exclusivity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think people were still feeling the same here is that the exclusivity of the playstation is still better than the xbox the difference though and someone said this in chat too is uh being able to get uh like next gen upgrades and stuff like that part of a game pass or not next gen, but like next next generation uh titles for for free if you have the games pass was not free it's whatever it's like five bucks a month whatever the fuck it is but that's pr- I think that's pretty big. Like mm. the new Halo, the new Gears of War. I'm paying five bucks a month. I'm gonna get those games part of that library. Yeah, I, I think that's a that's a pretty good deal. I don't know. I, I don't know how you guys think, but I I, I, like, I I could buy my PlayStation and then I could get exactly the same as you for ten bucks a month without having to buy an Xbox. Though I think that's kind of where it's great, but they've also made the same mistake. Is if you don't have those exclusive uh, first party. I mean, I guess for console only people, it's pretty awesome, right? But that's what it is. Yeah. If you are, you know, someone that wants to play everything, you can do it with two things. You can do it with PC and PS5. You can't do it with PC and Xbox. Sure, you're right. Because because if I get Games Pass, if I get the desktop Games Pass or the PC Games Pass, I'll be able to wait. Is the new Halo going to be on PC though? I don't. I don't. Halo Infinite? It might be a delay. That's what they've been doing recently. It's like they might have it like on a six to twelve months after console. Oh, I guess so. Uh, uh, yeah, Halo Six is officially Halo Infinite, and it's coming to PC. All right, there you, there go. you go. Yeah, so I guess you could just get a PlayStation and a and a PC, and you'll be able to play. I assume most of them, maybe maybe not all of them, but a lot of them. I'd be curious of what doesn't uh, make it over to it doesn't translate the thing, the, and the thing that makes it the reason I even have an Xbox at this point is because. I do have a nice computer, but it is hard to stream, even for me, playing a game on PC and then and streaming it too. 
Like yeah. the Xbox allows me to take away that element, that extra hardware needed uh, to stream it, you know. But yeah, I could just instead of spending the cash on a an Xbox and spend the cash on better upgrades. I don't know. Well, you could. I mean, I so I I used to, I still have the issue of streaming from one from playing games and streaming on one PC, and I have a pretty beefy PC for editing and whatnot too. So I, when I made an upgrade a couple of years ago, I just kept all my old hardware mm-hmm. and then used it into a, a streaming PC. I just put a capture card in there. I just out, loop out from my monitor port on my video card into into the next PC, mm-hmm. and that way I can play full screen games. It captures the only problem that gets it gets funky when you have to like move your your mics over but that's like you know a us one usb port it's fine whatever mm-hmm. um so that just makes it a little bit easier and especially when you're playing games in vr where it's so processor intensive as it yeah. is like i'm dropping frames playing the game without streaming mm-hmm. i can't imagine just tr- using the cpu usage <laughs> and gpu from streaming with that so that in that aspect if you're doing like if you're really streaming heavy from a PC, it makes sense to have a secondary PC that's not as powerful, but can at least just take the workload off of your system, your main system to do that. Yeah, I just don't really have the room for two PCs. That's another problem. If I wanted to go that route, which isn't a bad route, I just don't really have that room to have a second desktop. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, mine, it's literally mine is just sitting next to it and it's like underneath the table. So just cables running then. But, you yeah. know, it's, just, it's, it's a luxury. You know, I happen to have, and I happen to have an extra pc that i was building and like i had from when i was upgrading i was like i bought a new case i bought new hardware like three years ago so i was like you know what i'm just gonna keep this in the event that i need it for anything like that i also use it for um i'm doing folding at home uh for coronavirus oh it's yeah a, folding at home yeah so i i use like i have like you know i have two other laptops here i have a, like two mac minis in a rack uh, they're all doing folding at home to help uh, with coronavirus research. So if you can, I highly recommend, and you have extra, you, know, you don't mind, you know, having a little bit of an increased electric electrical bill. Just like, um, you know, to, to sides of that, pa- apparently they actually have too many people do it. There's like almost too many people doing it, which is really? a wonderful. It's a wonderful thing, like oh, that great. they have a, an overload of uh, of processing units for that, which is beautiful. It, it really shows that a lot of people came together to help into that. Uh, yeah, I remember the PS3 had folding at home built into it, so you could really? just leave PS3 on, and it would Whoa. do folding at home for you. They they took that away with the PS4. I don't know why they did that, but it was yeah. kind of cool. It's just a way to use your PS your PlayStation as a processor to help crunch numbers for yeah. the medical industry. So, I mean, the way things are going, I, even even without the the thoughts <laughs> of PlayStation Five, I didn't think I was going to buy the Xbox Series X just because I don't think I need it. I think it's a really cool upgrade, and I think that if you have an older Xbox One, like I got an Xbox One X like a year and a half ago, it's still really good, whatever. But I don't think I need to spend the money on Xbox Series X. But I I do think though, with having an nice PC, still having my Xbox One X, I think a PlayStation Five sounds more and more in the realm of something I I would want to get, Ooh. especially because. There are a lot of exclusives I've just not played, and I do want to play that like a yep. lot. And that's a lot, like dude, like, sp- like just Spider Man alone was a game that I should have bought PlayStation Four. Yeah. Uh, I should I should have got PlayStation Four, even just like Spider is my favorite. What what titles? Superhero that never existed. What titles are uh, exclusive PS or PlayStation that they don't have on Xbox? Oh God, Last of Us, Uncharted, Spider Man Four, Assassin's Creed. Well, the older Assassin's Creed were weren't they or no? Am I wow, I didn't know Last of Us was PlayStation wrong. exclusive. I mean, the only ones I know of are Final Fantasy and, and um, Bloodborne. I know Bloodborne was like a, I think it's interesting. Bloodborne was like a game that people literally went out and bought a PS3 just so they could play that game. Dude, I, yeah. I almost did it just for Spider Man. If it was at any other time in my life when I was a little bit like a little better financial state, I would have got PlayStation just for Spider Man, just for Spider Man. 
like straight up. It's it's 100 worth it. Oh too. yeah, God of War. How am I forgetting God of War? Oh yeah, like, it's a how many games? List. It's a massive. Like I'd say, like half of the game of the year contenders in most you know easily past websites were Sony owned. Was Resident Evil easily. 2 uh, PS exclusive? No, it was no. on uh, play, it was uh, on uh, computer. Okay, okay. It was on okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, like, and that's the thing is, for the longest time, all I needed was Gears of War and Halo because those two games have got me through most of my like gaming life. Like mm-hmm. there was time in my life where every day I got home from school, I just turned on Gears of War too. Every day. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, one, of my, one of my best friends I met through Ge- Gears of War too. Like, you know, like it's it just, it was something that was such a, a consistent deal. Oh yeah. MLB the show. That's right. A lot of the MLB, like my, my buddy, one of my best buds, Matt Ward, he only has a PlayStation because of MLB the show, which is hilarious. It's sport games or whatever, but uh, regardless, him and, you know, him and Kevin Bacon do like, they, they do like fantasy baseball, which I don't even know how you do. I mean, they're big baseball fans. So. They're huge baseball nerds. It's absolutely hilarious. But like the, for the longest time, all I needed was those two, but like, man, PlayStation has been for like the last like decade been slaying it. Like they've been killing the exclusive game, killing it. Yeah, and they're, they're only going to come out with more, and that's the. And then, like this new thing. game, Ghost of, also Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah, uh, the pretty much the Japanese Assassin's Creed. Like everyone's just like, oh, we need a Japan Assassin's Creed, we need Japan Assassin's Creed, we need ninjas, blah blah blah. It's like, oh well, you're getting it, it's not official. <laughs> like, yeah, well, like, I mean, I'm, sh- I'm sure they'll have that in the in the future as well. I, I would f- uh, honestly, the way that Ghost of Tsushima looks. That first off, did you guys see the 18 minute gameplay trailer yeah. for that? Mm-hmm. I have not. That game nasty. Another game that I need a PlayStation for. You know what I mean? Like that game looks fire. Absolutely like stunning. First off, beautiful. Visually beautiful. Story is really cool. And yeah, it's it has that Assassin's Creed like gameplay to it. And it's just it's just so funny because I feel like yeah, for a long time people have wanted the Japan one. It's like, well, yeah, here. Sorry, sorry, Assassin's Creed. I reckon indirectly because the affordability of their VR platform as well. I reckon the the reason that VR kind of hung as long as it could before something like Half Life Alex came around was purely because of those first party Sony. Dude, true. They a hundred percent floated that platform in the in between. Now we're starting to see some incredible VR games on multi platform, but that wouldn't have happened without PSVR. No way. Hundred percent. No, I'm with you. Yeah, hundred percent. I I have. Those who know, I mean, I've done a bunch of work with Facebook for their streaming services with Oculus and whatnot. So, like, I have um, I've heavily invested in VR just from a work perspective. So, like, I've have I've I've essentially played or have bought or have owned all of the VR headsets at some point. Um, Right now, I'm I have the PSVR and I have the um, uh, the Steam Index at the moment. Mm. That's what I essentially play on. But they they. The, those games, especially like some of the multiplayer ones, like you have um, Onward on Steam, which is which was like one of the first multiplayer shooters on Steam for PC, was incredible. And then they had the one that like Operation Flashpoint, I think, is what it was for PSVR, which essentially it's like CS:GO but in VR, which is amazing. I think it's Flashpoint, I mean Breakpoint, something like that. I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. I played it a few times, but the thing that's awesome about that in VR too is they make a controller, a handheld controller, so that way you, you're controlling it with the the Move controller sticks. Which even if you bought the Move controllers like you know ten years ago, you can still use those you know PS2 Move controllers on the PS4, and they'll still work. I mean, I just took mine out of storage and like worked, and it was fantastic for Beat Saber. Like for me personally, Beat Saber is like one of my absolute favorite games of all time in, in virtual reality. It's it's yeah. amazing. Um, but they they just made it. They gave VR um, 
to people who normally wouldn't be able to afford like a, a sure. high end PC to run VR. Like you just, I think it was like 300 bucks for a system out the gate and you're good to go. I mean, yes, it's the same price as a console, but then you can then use PSVR. You can use, you can enter the world of virtual reality with your console. I thought yeah. that was ingenious. I thought yeah, that was 100 percent way of doing that. So I've always 100%. wanted to play that blade and sorcery game. That's awesome. It's like Especially with the lightsaber mod. That's the one I've so, always wanted to play, man. I, I like if I, I mean, I'm so far from having the funds to buy a VR kit. I have so many other things I got to buy ahead of that. But dude, I just, I see people on the gaming Reddit that that post just slaughter recaps of that shit, and it looks so epic. Chew, have you played Gorn at all? No, I haven't. I was only playing uh, Blade and Sorcery a little bit last month, but Gorn I keep seeing, and I almost buy it a bunch of times. There's a few VR titles I've got on a Word document. That's one of them ready for uh, Steam sale. What is, what is it exactly? It's essentially, it's like, think of like Coliseum style game, like Blade and Sorcery, but uh, it's it's a little bit more cartoony and it, it's just, you can dismember everything. And it's it's just <laughs> a lot of fun. And people coming at you, like waves of guys coming at you. And uh, it's it's just a lot of fun. It's just, it's it's good fun. And like they had the the cool thing about that, um, not only that, but other games too. Like there's a, there's a couple party games that are a lot of fun on PlayStation. So like it's not just you playing the game. Like there's a thing that's called keep talking and nobody and nobody will explode, yep. which is you have one person who's got the VR helmet on and they can they can only see something in the game that they have to then explain to everyone else and everyone else um, will see something else on the TV that they'll have to communicate. Let's like you know they have to defuse a bomb and like. They, you know, the person doing the diffusing can't see what colors they are, and they have to like talk about like mm. from left to right, like what which one is the blue wire? Cut the blue wire. That's the one all the way to the right. You won't know. So it's cool things like that that they're experimenting with and and um, and whatnot. There's also like really awesome storytelling stuff in VR with Blood and Truth. I don't know if you play that on PlayStation as well. I think that's an exclusive in PlayStation, unless it's on PC. But Blood and Truth is a fantastic one that they constantly have sales on for PlayStation VR. So, but mm. if you have Plus, even but. the experiences that they had early on, like the the Arkham VR, <clears throat> was only about what? Yeah, dude, that's long, but god damn it, that was fun, dude. Seriously, yeah, you're, just like, you're just standing around, looking around, and you're Batman in the Batcave, and that's like you're you going. That's all you need, yeah, just to see and see the bats come through. Yeah, it's like one of the very first launch titles. It was free, or is like five bucks or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. You could download. You're like, oh, this is cool. So, or the uh, under the sea thing where sharks coming at you. It was kind of yeah, cool. that's under the sea. All my family, uh, so they would just uh, consistently crap themselves while we get to laugh at them. <laughs> True, uh, guys. Unfortunately, uh, I do have to split. Uh, I have to. I'm, I'm making my jiu-jitsu teacher and his family a bunch of meatballs for the day. So, oh, okay. Well, keep your uh, just keep your window open at least, so that way it, it keeps recording. Don't close. I do. I'm going to keep just my uh, yeah, just keep it up. My squad cast. Yeah, just keep it open because otherwise it's going to stop the recording. Oh, sure. Okay, fair, fair. All right, Shu, thank you so much for coming. Uh, boys, thank you so much. Everyone in chat, have a great day, and uh, I'll check you boys later. Cheers, buddy. Um, now we can really talk shit on Xbox. Yeah, fuck Xbox. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I, I love... That bullshit-ass um, system. I'm just kidding. I don't know, how do you I have in the title of something and make people not want to buy it, right? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know, dude. At some point, okay. So, like, for me, the history of Xbox, right? It was like I had this one douchebag in high school that was like that would argue with me all the time because I would have like all my friends over. We would play like Madden and stuff like that, right? On PlayStation, mm-hmm. and I would have like NCAA tournaments and like 
I was always just the biggest proponent or like, I fucking love PlayStation, right? I always have Xbox came out and I was like, fuck Xbox. I'm not buying one. Everybody was like, oh, you got to get an Xbox. But I had to stop hating on it once I played Halo the first time. And I was like, this is the fucking truth, man. And then around the time Halo 2 came out, I was so fucking balls deep in Halo 2, man. Like, I don't know if that game playing fucking Halo 2 online was like church for Mm -hmm. me, man. Like that game was so much fun and halo 3 was good gears of war was good but like it never had that same feel for me as halo the original like pistols only on halo 1 or like halo 2 (laughs) with like swords only or on lockdown or like it was just so many like eclectic moments and then it just like kind of fell off the deep end for me and i never ever the thought never crossed my mind of getting another xbox console it was just like i i don't know i like i had the xbox 360 and I got the Red Ring of Death, and it was like, I think I'm fucking done with Xbox, you know? And yeah. and I just switched over to PlayStation only. And I, I mean, I had, I think I bought like three PlayStation 3s just because like I had one stolen from me, you know, yada, yada. But like, it just, for me, I've been a play, I'm like PlayStation only now. And uh, yeah. It, it comes down to, it comes down to a lot of like what your friends are playing too. Like, you know, I've had, I've been a PlayStation fan because, you know, one of my best friends in high school, like we grew up with PlayStation, PlayStation two, like we skipped school to go buy a PS2 in the game when that console came out in like 10th grade or something like that. And so like, we, that's just what I grew up with. And I had all my friends play PlayStation. So there's a, a generation where like everyone played Xbox. So everyone's like, well, Xbox versus PlayStation really just comes down to, what have you invested in? What are your car- What are your friends playing? And really, that's all it comes down. Like, if, if all my friends all of a sudden just started switching to Xbox, I'd probably switch to an Xbox. Yeah. But for now, like, I just you know, I, I have everything PlayStation for that reason. So it doesn't really matter, in my opinion, for um, the, the console war arguments. There's always PC Master Race as well. So mm-hmm. you know, it, it is what. Just play what you want. It really just comes down to just play what you want. Don't be shoot. You have both, or are you more of a <laughs> Uh, I've always been kind of an everything kind of guy, to be honest. Like most generations, I'd skip something. Uh, so I think I skipped the GameCube in that generation. I skipped the previous Xbox. Uh, I did buy one for a while, but I really didn't feel like I was getting anything out of it. The exclusive titles weren't that great. So I would say for PS3, PS4, it was definitely more Sony. Original Xbox, 100%. That I played that way more than I did the PlayStation of that generation. Um, but yeah, this generation, it's been everything but uh, Xbox One X. Uh, just because, yeah, I just didn't feel like I needed it this time around. Uh, you, didn't, you, you didn't need Crackdown in- included with your exclusivity? No, I was fine. I'm pretty sure someone was giving away that on either Epic or Game, GOG or someone not that long ago, man. Like, yeah. yeah I, saw I, that. I just I feel like, like this, it's, it's like, for me, we're talking about the exclusive titles on PlayStation. I didn't realize the amount of big hit name titles that are that are only on there right oh they dominated this generation like not even close and and if you saw the spending uh spree that microsoft went on buying first party studios last year they know it too they know that they lost that and if the hardware is going to be that close this gen this next generation is only going to be dictated by that but microsoft knows that the future for them is not in console it's about access like i mean they've even started talking that way of you know, Stadia's got the right idea, but the wrong execution. You know, they don't have the buying power to produce the games. That's the real thing at the moment. You need the games, then the hardware being out there for internet connectivity, et cetera, then that'll work. So 
the good news is I don't think in a couple of years it's going to matter. I think this is probably the last console generation we're going to see. I think after this, if they are still doing consoles, you know, first party is not going to matter too much. It's going to expand out. So you'd be, you know, Sony might get the lion's share of their games, but I think what's going to happen is, you know, you're going to be able to play them in a way, at least probably multiplayer on other platforms or PC, you know, things like COD or League of Legends in the way that, you know, you're able to play these games on almost everything now and they do have cross-platform, we're definitely heading in that direction where in a couple of years, you know, if your buddy's not on the same console as you, it's not going to matter. Sony was the the last ones in the way and now that they won't have as many exclusives, they still got a lot, um, that's going to close that gap soon. Yeah, it's interesting to see. Like, I, I hadn't considered the cross-platform thing, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that's you're absolutely right. Like, what console you have, it won't necessarily matter in the future. Just you know, whether or not you'll have access to the games themselves. So, which is you know, I, I personally feel that's you know, just going back to what I was saying about like you just play, have whatever console all your friends are playing. And that's really what mm-hmm. it comes down to, or just have all of them. So, I've done. Uh, I was a I was a founder for Stadia. I bought that. Hundred and twenty dollar package or whatever. I have the controller. I think I've turned it on three times. So really, how did it run? That was, that was my uh, query on it, it. It ran great. Like it did. Uh, uh, it did four K sixty. I want to say um, with the ultra because it comes with a Chromecast Ultra. Actually, I used the Chromecast more, and I used the Stadia, which is hilarious. Okay, but um, it it ran it ran really well. <laughs> it worked well. The only game worth playing on that was Destiny because it was free to play on that. But the problem with Stadia out the gate was like they're they were offering like games at sixty dollars a pop when the if you go on Steam they're five bucks. I'm like, why would yeah. I spend any money on this system yeah. when it's literally this? I have access to all these other games on my Steam. Like if they enabled a certain way of like cross play or like you know cross linking, where like if I could link if I could link my Steam game my steam account to my stadia and have access to my steam library i and like pay a fee mm-hmm. like maybe like hey rebuy this for five bucks i'm like yeah i might do that like i would i would play like certain games and also just real quick speaking of cross play i didn't realize that steam <laughs> has a cross account play with the switch at all because so, there's a kind of yeah some games like well the, the main game that caught my eye was that was divinity original sin 2 because mm-hmm. i love that game mm-hmm. uh, i play it on playstation mostly but i have it on pc i have it in steam because i got a free code when i bought a, a graphics card and i saw that um it was like a news thing on switch when my wife was playing animal crossing i was like wait a second hold on go back to that and i looked at it and she's like oh yeah you can just cross play you just save it in the cloud and you can enable your steam account and you can play on both accounts I'm like what mm. i can play this on the go oh my god this is a game changer it this was fantastic what i don't understand about first party developers right like so we know that steam takes a massive cut or whichever platform they kind of roll out on as an exclusive they always lose this kind of money i don't understand when it comes to these sort of things why you know let's say like bethesda or any of these companies don't just say hey look if you buy it directly from our website you're going to pay full price for it but we're going to give you codes for every console or pc that you are right yeah because people aren't going to buy multi-console or multi-platform usually but if you gave them a code i guarantee they'd hop between them and that might mean they have multiple dlc accounts or multiple subscriptions they may not buy the base game more than once um but then again i think they made too much money of selling about a thousand different versions of skyrim so maybe that won't happen yeah i got skyrim on my tesla it's great on your what your tesla I'm joking. Oh man, it would not surprise me. Right? <laughs> Have you played the VR version, by the way? 
Uh, I have not played the VR version, so I, it was one of those games where like I was getting heavy into VR, and I was I was doing all, and then I got super busy with work, and I missed a bunch of sales, and I refused to pay full price for t- Skyrim VR. It's surprisingly it's okay. Surprisingly okay, I yeah. I believe it because you know Skyrim's at what it's, it's like seven years old at this point or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so the, heart- the jewel hands, like basically equipping a weapon or a spell or two different spells, like it just makes sense. To, you've got your two controllers right there and away you go and directional as well like that's the really exciting thing about that now, obviously being a bethesda title it is janky af but you know <laughs> yeah it's all good so continuing on with vr i want to hear because i want to hear your take on uh there's those titles that you said that you know that have pushed the boundaries of vr storytelling like half-life alex like i looked mm-hmm. uh, i've i've been playing half-life alex a little bit on stream i haven't really done it much because of timing for everything like that and also trying to figure out some bugs i'm still trying to figure out the best settings for my pc because i have a pretty decent pc but i think it's my cpu which is the bottleneck unfortunately because my mm-hmm. gpus are great but um Either way, so like, what's what was your take on Half Life, Alex? Because I'm about I don't know six hours in. I just unlocked the shotgun, that kind of stuff. So I don't want mm-hmm. I don't want too many spoilers, especially if people haven't seen it yet. But what was your takeaway um, from Half Life, Alex? Look, Half Life Two when it came out, it kind of changed the way that first person shooters, narratively driven, especially you know, were going to be from now on. Right? They basically reset that generation, and the main thing they did that with was redefining the physics engines, right? Because the way that you were able to use the anti-grab weaponry and throw things around and that they would, th- you know, you'd sort of go, okay, if I throw it in this direction in the real world, that's kind of where it would go, right? Yeah. This is the first VR game that I have played where it felt like that, right? In, in let's say you use like uh, Blade and Sorcery. If I have something in this hand and I want it to be in this hand, I can throw it up like that or I can throw it in like that and it's going to go, it's going to go in one line. It's going to go directly like that. In Half-Life Alex, I must have spent the first hour before I streamed just sitting in the very first entryway, just throwing a lighter up and down, <laughs> right? And literally the more force that I used, the more it went up. The arc that it went, like the physics in that game is just such an incredible jump forward for what you can do in a VR game that it's crazy. And uh, what are those? What are those things called where they hang from the roof in Half Life, and they've got like the tongue that hangs down? And, oh yeah, I don't, uh, I don't remember. But I know what you're talking about. about. Yeah, yeah. And they, it was always a fun thing within Half Life where you can kind of instead of having to waste ammunition shooting them because ammo in in Half Life Alex is definitely hard to come by. You can just kind of like throw a barrel in there or whatever. And the way that all plays in Half Life Alex is just amazing. Like the way the physics work, the way you can mess with it as well. Like you can mm-hmm. lob a grenade at a particular angle, so it's going to blow up to take out four or five things, and you can pinpoint that uh, by exactly where you throw it or how hard you throw it. I think it it redefines VR in the way that it feels from immersion in a way that I hadn't seen before. Um, it was also genuinely more terrifying than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> Like I'm not, I don't normally play horror, horror uh, genre, but there's a lot of missions where you go down like underground in mines where all you have is your headlight on your uh, visor. On the wrist. It's on the wrist. On the wrist. Yeah, sorry, you're right. Yeah. You have to point with one arm and then uh, gun on the other. Some of those moments, man, are genuinely terrifying. And they were quite kind, really. They didn't do as many jump square scares as I thought they were going to. But the, the vibe of it, the fact that you could hear something, you could kind of get a vibe of exactly where it was, uh, it was, yeah, as far as immersion goes, like hours and hours went by when I was in that headset and I'd pull it off sweating and not even realizing <laughs> I was sweating. 
And uh, yeah, man, it was legitimately tense when it needed to be. They didn't have too many sort of comedic beats, but that's kind of Half-Life. There was some hilarious things you could do with the game, but man, I, I can't rave about that enough. Like if there's a reason to, to buy VR right now, Half-Life Alex is definitely it. Narratively for a Half-Life game, to be honest, I don't think it's as strong as things like 2. It's definitely a an addendum to Half-Life 2, right? Um, and mm. I think if you haven't played the Half-Life series and know the lore, you're missing a lot, especially the ending, right? I'm not going to say what it is, but if you That's haven't finished game, those man. games you are not going to really appreciate what happened. Yeah, I'm, I, it's been a while since I've played. I've started to play Half-Life 2 again before, like in anticipation for Half-Life, Alex. Uh, and, and I realized, like, I need to add some mods because this game is dated. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I, couldn't, I couldn't go through it. But um, are you playing on a CV1 or are you playing on an Index? Uh, I'm playing on a HTC Vive. So you're playing on, oh, you're playing on a Vive. Interesting. I'm playing on an OG Vive. Yeah, I've had that for a couple of years now. So, uh, I mean, I really want an yeah. index. I mean, because what is it now? The Vive Pro is still the most powerful version out there. And then I think it's the... No, the index is, I believe. It is? I thought yeah. it would, the Vive's slightly more powerful, but but the index has the range of fewer fields, which, uh, sorry, field of view, sorry, which yeah. uh, gives it the edge in a lot of shooters. Um, I'll, I'll take a look real quick. Um, they're but, bloody like, close. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, it's the, um, the Vibe Pro versus the Index. I think I know that at least with the Index, like I have the option of turning on 120 hertz, which is which is great, or 120 frames per seconds, which is great, yeah. especially with VR because you want at, at minimum 60 for the most part. So, but yeah. it's just like the. Uh, I mean, I have an Index just because I use it for work. Um, whenever you know where we're able to go to work and do VR concerts yeah. and everything like. That. I mean, it's way overkill, but like you know, right off, but. Um, the thing that I really like about it is just the, and I'm curious to see more of this, and I wish I can't wait for more developers to take advantage of it. Is just the individual finger controls. That's why wild. I love the index, man. The good news is with a lot of the games coming out now, you can kind of take like Half Life Alex, for example. You can use the Vive Pro with the index controllers, mm-hmm. but uh, they're almost impossible to come by. The index is one of the most sought after things at the moment that you just cannot get it in stock. Yeah, it is. Yeah, because I've been. I only have two lighthouses on my on my setup, and I wish I had another one. Mm. Uh, but I can't, I've been waiting for six months, and I can't get one. So yeah. it's just like, dude, it is I was shocked. I know this is not VR related, but I was shocked to see how like like high in demand the switches are right now. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah, because it's it's not the portable one, right? Like no one's going outside, so you don't theoretically need the switch right now. Yeah. But I guess it's the most family friendly with titles. I think when I think when in sync with the coronavirus hitting and Animal Crossing releasing, I think Animal Crossing sure. just ramped up the fact that people want to buy it even more. And I think people like 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 Vash's wife is kind of like to me, like kind of like the ideal person that drives somebody to go out and buy the system, right? Like that, yeah. like that, like. Well, I don't think you bought the the switch just for her, but I know my best friend. I mean, I did back in the day, but yeah, yeah, my best friend literally went out and bought a switch light for his girlfriend, his, his fiance, and Animal Crossing, and they like mm-hmm. they, they found out she was pregnant the same day, and like he gave it to her and was like, "Have fun, babe," you know, like so. I mean, but I mean, it's like stories like that, right? That makes me think yeah. of like why the switch is such a great success because 
we're gamers, right? Like we are going to game like regardless of what console it's on and we're going to buy it regardless of what console it's on. But there are people out there that they only want to play one freaking game. And the fact that animal crossing allows people to like be so artistic opens the, 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 I don't even know. I can't think of the right word, but it just opens the door for so many people that would never normally play a game to buy it and most of the people that are able to play that game that want to play it can afford to buy it on a whim so like i think that that's why they they probably experience like a massive surge of people and i saw people on like ebay selling it for like 500 bucks and shit like that i was just blown away because like i thought the days of that kind of thing happened happening died off when like ps2 and xbox hit you know because i don't know if you guys had that whole thing or not but you know i i reserved two playstation 2s on accident and you know because i was a dumbass kid and i ended up like selling one of them for like 800 bucks because you know people were just like going crazy for it when it first came out and uh it's just been a while since i've seen something like that that was really interesting in australia that happened with ps4 because they had two waves and it was incredibly low shipments on the first one so the first shipment was in december that year on the global launch and the second shipment wasn't due until like end of February. So that definitely happened. But I'd say it's been happening for probably about four consecutive years in regards to PC graphics cards because of blockchain and mm-hmm. um, what do you call it? Cryptocurrency. My God, man. Like PC gaming became almost unaffordable because, yeah, graphics cards were impossible to buy at a reasonable price. Sorry, sorry about that. I was one of those people. <laughs> Son of a <laughs> You son of a bitch. I was I was buying graphics cards and selling them during that time. Like uh, back in right. 2014. Oh, if, if you want to get into it for sure. I mean, I dropped. You see, the thing is, is like, like right when Bitcoin became popular, I dropped $100 in uh, AMD. And I was like, why did I not drop it in NVIDIA instead? Because NVIDIA stock went like <laughs> way yeah. through the roof. And yeah. uh, it kind of just like stuck where it was. Mm. So, um. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, real quick, I just want to talk about since we were talking about the the valve, uh, the the differences. So uh, between the valve index and HTC Pro, they're essentially the same hardware. Mm-hmm. The valve index is dual LCD, where the HTC Vive Pro is the dual AMOLED. Mm-hmm. Um, the valve, the the index will do 130 degrees field of view. The Pro, Vive Pro is 110. The refresh rate on the index is 144. The Pro it's 90. Everything else is pretty much the same, except for you know the finger tracking and everything like that. So they're very yeah. close and uh like but the Vive Pro is 400 bucks more than the index, but you can't get the yeah. index right now. So that's the only problem. The pricing of the Vive has never made sense. It's always like I mean it, it always yeah. has been the better hardware, but I mean it hasn't been the best controller. It doesn't have the best first party, that's for sure. Like I mean Vive Port is kind of a garbage platform to be honest. Like you can get a cheap subscription and the good thing about it is that like you can pick 5 games a month anywhere on the sh- on the store. And you get them for that month. So you can try things out before you buy them. That's kind of great. But, you know, a lot of the games that I wanted to play, like some of those Marvel exclusives that were coming out, they're not there. They're either Oculus or even PSVR with that Iron Man one, which made no sense. Iron Man VR looks awesome. I'm very but it's only on PSVR. I have to think that's only going to be a short-term deal. I think that'll come to us eventually. Yeah, it's probably a PlayStation um, licensing thing with Sony. That would be my assumption. So that's supposed to come out soon, right? That's supposed to be in next month. Get delayed again. Uh, okay, so maybe August. We'll see. Yeah, it's but been delayed I think way. three times since last year now. February, and then it was supposed to be May, and then, uh, yeah, being bumped again. Yeah. Uh, anyway, to keep keeping keeping the uh, things moving on, I want to talk real quick about two things, and then we'll get into a, a topic that I 
have uh, dived into, which is World of Warcraft. But I want to oh. talk about two games real quick that have come out. One is I want Chef's hot take on what he thinks about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, God. And as well as uh, what do you guys think about Resident Evil 3 Remake? Because I played it. Uh, I've beaten Resident Evil 3 multiple times. I'm almost done my platinum trophy. I'm just, I have to do a, I'm working on my speed run in Infernal mode, which is way easier with cheats. Um, like, you know, infinite rocket launchers, all that stuff. But I, I, yeah. I liked Resident Evil 3. I thought it was a good uh, homage to the original. Uh, it wasn't a complete remake, complete because they, they, they're missing a few um, chapters in that game that really made it uh, stand out in terms of Resident Evil 3. Because Resident Evil 3 is, is really? my personal favorite. Yeah, they, they, they're missing a whole thing that takes place on a, um, uh, uh, what's it called? In like a, this warehouse. Um, they're, they're missing a whole uh, chapter that takes place in the like a, a parking garage. I'm like you're on a, you're in a parking garage for maybe like a minute, and then you know you drive a car off of the the top of it with Nemesis going after you. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping that they were going to do what they did with Mr. X and Resident Evil Two Remake, and just have Nemesis nonstop coming after you. And it was just kind of disappointing that he was just quick time events, and you could predict his movements and. Just, especially for me doing a, a speed run, like it's, I know exactly what it's going to do every single time. Like there's no, there's really no sort of pending dread that's constantly like he's constantly chasing after you, like there was with uh, Resident Evil Two. Like just hearing Mister X like walking around trying to find you. Like I played it with like in surround sound, so like I have Atmos speakers in my my old place. Um, so like I had you could actually hear his like walk up the steps and you would hear and it was terrifying but like i I was a little disappointed with it so the first time hold on the first time i i came out of the uh the office in in resident evil 2 on the second floor of the of the police precinct and you come out and he's like immediately to your left but like i turned and he's right there i I literally felt my heart like sink down dude like i was like oh my god like that was terrifying dude like he it it was I, i get what you're saying so i haven't played re3 yet but I've watched a lot of speedrunners do it. Norm, uh, namely, like there's a guy I follow named Distortion too, and he's like really well known for doing speed. He's like one of the better speedrunners and for all the Soulsborne games and things like that. I gotta say that it looked like the most frustrating experience what he was going through because it just it just there were so many like variables and random moments that occur, and at the same time everything looked calculated, like you were saying, which to me kind of i don't know man like i've seen several people play through the game on stream and i'm not excited to play it like as i was when i was like resident evil 2 remake like what is this shit mm-hmm. and I, I would say if there's a sale if there's a sale for the game yeah. pick it up and buy it absolutely i will be it's, waiting it's, that's that's ultimately what i was going to say is that i'll worth, be waiting until it's on sale it's definitely worth playing mainly because the game looks incredible and it's just it's another iteration of the Resident Evil series and I want them to keep making I would love to see a remake of Resident Evil 0 personally I think that that game is fantastic. Ooh, that was a good one. Or yeah. Code Veronica too. I think Code Veronica yeah. was also fantastic cuz they sort of did one for uh, a code uh, a remake for the uh Dreamcast back in the day but um or was it exclusive to Dreamcast? I don't remember which one it was. But Code Veronica I was, like, was exclusive to the Dreamcast. That's what it was. Yeah. So, yeah. and I still have my Dreamcast and a copy of Code Veronica. Oh, no sure. So, I I would hope that they're doing this service of remaking, not just remastering, just remaking the games in this Unreal, uh, this Resident Evil engine, because the game looks gorgeous. It plays incredibly well. 
Uh, but it's just the story. Just I just I just feel like it was rushed. You know, I just felt like you know they took all this time and like made Resident Evil Two like a masterpiece. But then a year later came out and here's Resident Evil Three. I really wish they had just waited another year and just added more to it um, and just gone with that because like it's it's the Assassin's Creed issue where it's like they make a hit game. And then they wait another, you know, every year they're coming out with a new iteration, a new remake or a new version of that game. So it's like, and then they realize, oh, we should slow down now that we have like, you know, this following of people. Let's just slow down and let's just make it good. Like spend the time, make it good. So the one that can fuck right off and I don't want them to touch it is Resident Evil 4. Just please leave that game alone. Like it's just for me, I, I don't want them to do anything to it. I would love them to redo that, but make it verbatim what it was. Because I, I like Resident Evil 4, but like everyone loves Resident Evil 4. But personally, I'm just like, it was good. I don't Oh, that was nothing special. I mean, it's hard for me to rate them. Did, I, I didn't chew. Did you play Resident Evil 3 yet? So you guys have picked the two gaming franchises that I have always bounced off of. I have barely played anything in the Final Fantasy or Resident Evil series. I played about an hour or so of Biohazard in VR and that was definitely like pants crapping moments in that game is biohazard like the original or is that like the og resident evil like the very first one seven right the latest the latest one. Oh, okay 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 yeah so that was in vr and that was that was generally terrifying so that's really the only that's probably the most that i played except for, i think uh on a friend's uh playstation one played some of the original so i, I have not played anything resident evil really and Final Man, Fantasy, I, gotta... I played a bit of MMO, and I played, I played maybe eight to ten hours of. Uh, was it fifteen? Was the latest chronologically? Yes, yes, yeah. And I really tried to get into it, and I, I, I kind of understand the appeal <laughs> of the world, but there's just something about that game that the size and the scope of it, and all the little go fetch quests, and the back and forth thing on it. I just bounced straight off. I don't know what it was. Like I, I'd say I was done four hours in, but because everyone goes Final Fantasy, man, Final Fantasy, I push forward like another six. I'm just, I, I don't see it. Like Chocobos are adorable, but I don't get it. It's so funny that you say that because, like, I'll tell you right now, I'm a huge fan of of Final Fantasy series. I've played literally every single one of them, and I hated 15. Like, I absolutely fucking hated 15. I haven't. I have never. I haven't beaten it. I, I gave up after 30 hours in because like I had literally done nothing with side quests <laughs> and I was getting really okay. This is sound really stupid, but I was getting really mad because my best friend's girlfriend was doing better than I was at the game. And she's like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And I'm over there like I'm a fucking OG gamer. Like this is bullshit. Like, why am I in a Final Fantasy game sitting here smashing, slapping buttons to get combo multipliers? Like that yeah. is not what fucking Final Fantasy is all right. about. Like. Okay. That really pissed me off. Like, I, it actually ruined the game for me mm. to, wholeheartedly. And I was really mad because I, because I'm a huge fan of Final Fantasy storylines. That's why I play the games. Cause Final Fantasy seven was like the most, actually, Final Fantasy three on Super Nintendo, which is actually Final Fantasy six, was like, as a, like, I think I was like nine or 10. Like, I, I was just like fucking completely lost in that game. And then seven came out. I was like 11 years old fucking blew my mind i remember in the middle of the game like oh actually i won't i won't ruin it because you've never played one maybe i will sometime but um i would venture to say as a as since you're a fan of gaming in general homie i would at least try out resident evil 2 remake that game was fucking great yeah Yeah, like that was charlie and i was that was our game of the year last year like that was 
And that was oh. uh, that was true to the game. Essentially, same gaming moments the, for throughout the yes. entirety of it. There's, they added a couple, so they added to the game. So they had all of the same moments from the original Resident Evil Two, but added a couple scenes that really enhanced the game. So if there's any game that I would recommend buying, especially since it's probably on sale on PlayStation right now, I would yeah. definitely recommend picking that up and playing through it and play with good mm. headphones, like surround sound headphones, if you can. <sighs> uh, it's it's the best gaming experience. In, yeah, that was so good. Resident Evil Two and Final Fantasy. Seven because I haven't played either. That's where people have been telling me that on stream for about two months now. Yeah. So okay, I would also okay. So so here's the thing. Uh, here I'll go ahead and just lead into the talking about Final Fantasy Seven. So I have things that I fucking love about it, and I have things that I hate about it. Mm-hmm. Number one thing I hate, and it's not even has isn't even anything to do with the game. I just hate the fact that it ended so early. Like I want like. To put it in perspective for you, since you haven't played it before, FF7 was four discs, okay? And you can think of it as, like, four different chapters of the story, okay? And Whereas, you know, some games, the, 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 the CDs have no, like, relevance in terms of, yeah. like, chronological order. Mm-hmm. This is immediately, like, four fucking chapters of the story. And FF7 remake is essentially the f- not even the first disc. Like, oh. it, and, it, and, it's, and it's, like, 50, I would say it's about 50 to 60 hours of, like, solid gameplay. And maybe maybe forty if you run through it quickly. Okay, but um, or if you skip like the side quests, which is stupid because the side quests are a lot of fun. And I mean, yeah, obviously, it's I would like, recommend doing them. Yeah, I for me, like I haven't beat it yet, but I'm at the very end of the game, and I kind of just been like taking a very leisure approach to it. I have like probably like two or three fights left, but um, combat amazing. I was such a skeptic of the combat style at the beginning because as i was telling you i fucking hated final fantasy 15 mm-hmm. well this is not a turn-based hack or turn-based rpg this is like it is in theory it has a turn-based kind of element to it but it also has a little bit of a dark souls vibe where like you can mitigate damage by dodging things at the right time you have to block you can't just like smash the x button you have to be a little bit more uh strategic in in managing like your your atb meter and things like that the story was phenomenal like they delve deep into that story and it was so good uh they kind of like made it seem like yeah again you haven't played it but it it, kind of like seems like a harem at first with cloud clouds the main guy and there's like a couple women that are interested in him in the in the original but in the in the remake they make it seem like yeah, everybody wants me. Clouds D, like right. big time. And like, there's definitely some pervy ass shit when you get to the wall market and there's like this whole cross dressing thing where Cloud has to like dress up like a woman to get into Don Corlew's mansion. It's like, dude, but I mean, they did such a. I, I, the they music, a I give, I give the music a fucking 12,000 out of 10, dude. Like the music, okay. they fucking destroyed it. It was so good. And like Vash was saying earlier with one of the games he played, I literally walked around each one of the areas in slow motion and was just like, yeah, right. oh my God, like this is so cool. Like I can look up and see the sector plates and like, it's just, uh, and in the, in the original, there was no cloud didn't really have any interaction with people. Like cloud was kind of silent. And in this game, he actually talks and interacts back and forth with the other characters. And for me, it was like, it was just such so, yeah such a good gameplay i i I, i'm fucking like i can't even wait for the rest of it to come out like oh and the other thing that i hated about it is you can't play as red 13 which was like one of my favorite characters from 
uh, oh, yeah, that's right. Which, I forgot that he's he was in that. Yeah, but not because not he kind of like he kind of like it, where the game cuts off is like right when you get him. So they didn't allow you in the remake to play as him. Not but um, anyway, all that to, all that said, it I I, I still give it a, a ten out of ten. Like yeah. that that was I had like like moments where I actually got like teary eyed. Like I because I oh. I just as a kid like it was such a nostalgic game that like really kind of made me fucking love video gaming and so it was like you know it's pretty pretty cool and and the moment and the other thing is like the moments with Aerith, like uh which again i don't want to ruin it for you if you're gonna try it out but like there's something that happens later on that like just like get it they they build up the relationship between her and cloud and i was just like fuck man this is such a good game like like i literally so many times just like fuck this is such a good game man like damn so yeah uh they they did a really good job in my opinion and they could have done a terrible job and a lot of people were like i don't want this like chapter thing like i want the whole game at once and i can understand that but what they're doing is they're kind of like taking a story that was already phenomenal and elaborating on it and making it kind of like more realistic in my head instead of a lot of things you had to kind of like put pieces together and uh, again like yeah it's people that have played the og version will probably understand where i'm coming from with that but um god it was such a good game i I, i'm i'm definitely enjoying it i'm at chapter 14 in the game um yeah you're almost there so are you in the the tower uh i just finished the tower okay so i'm just after the i'm just after the tower incident Um, i'm I'm at the i'm at the point with um i won't i won't say what but i'm at the point where uh you you're essentially taking over and playing as barrett for a bunch of stuff going on. Um, but the thing I've, I've, I haven't played a JRPG in a long ass time. I've, I picked up persona five way back when, when that game first came out and I really didn't play a lot. I have a problem personally with how, like, I don't know, maybe it's just, just me in general, but like, I really like Western storytelling in terms of how characters interact and how people have dialogues is a little bit more realistic. JRPGs are way more over the top and just like have those sort of like little get, uh, got you moments where everyone's gasping and like huffing and all that sort of stuff. It took me a while to get over that, um, to continue on, but I will full on say that like, you know, I, I don't know. I just it's it's very whimsical. I would say the characters, but like just know that going into that's like it doesn't take itself too seriously mm-hmm. at some points. Um, and just if you go in not expecting, it took me a while. I'll say if you go in it not expecting like a serious, like super serious uh, storyline out the gate, and you to get invested in the characters and understand where they're coming from, um, you'll have a better time with it than I did originally. Because I want to, I'm going to go back and play it again on hard mode once I beat the game just for my platinum trophy but if, if you notice like i love trophies but mm-hmm. they're um but it just it just took me a while to like understand where it's coming from because i'm i think i texted you uh Krondo about how he's like man this game is campy as fuck like i don't understand yeah, yeah. like what's going on like it just realized like wait this is just their style that they're going for and like and i was like mm-hmm. okay i gotta lower i gotta you know lower my expect not lower expectations but like i was expecting something else not realizing that this is what the game is because I've been playing like Resident Evil. So I was looking, I was playing that sort of, I was looking for that storyline in Final Fantasy. I was like, no, that's not, that's not Final Fantasy. It's like, okay, I got to qual my expectations and just enjoy the game for what it is. I think the bigger thing is that people like Chu that have never played the original Final Fantasy seven will enjoy it more because, or I, I actually, I should say, 
it's a game that you'll enjoy just because it's a fucking great game, man. Like if you like gaming, it's like, yeah, dude, it's, uh, it's, 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 it's one of the best games I've played it's, forever. It's, man, it's, easily. They did a fantastic job with the materia system, the leveling, the RPG elements. It's, it feels like a modern day uh, RPG with, uh, you know, with the a take on the older, older games like that. That being said, yeah. they have a remastered version of Final Fantasy seven. So you can go back and play the remastered version <laughs> of Final Fantasy seven. Okay. And also I, um, so I think actually they have it for Switch. Too, it's a huge time sink. It, it is. I will, I will tell you, 150 yeah. hours <laughs> for that game. But I think they have it for the Switch. So you can play it on the Switch. Um, oh. But that being said, um, I actually bought the Final Fantasy VIII Remaster version because oh, it was on sale for ten bucks. So I was like, it was great. I like. I'm one of those people. Like I played Final Fantasy VII when that game came out. I really enjoyed it. My personal favorite out of all the Final Fantasies is eight. I, I loved eight. So I'm very excited. Why, to go back. The story or the, or the story, the, the gameplay, yeah. the, the way they did the summons in eight, I was very excited for it because like, you know, in, in seven, it's like, you know, you can, you can cast them whatnot, but, but with eight, they just randomly appear at times and help. Um, and you have a little bit more control over it, which is kind of what they give you with the seven remake, but I'm excited to get back into it. Cause I haven't played eight probably since I was a kid. So I'm very excited for the nostalgia to come out with the remaster edition. So, I'm very excited. It's it's cool because FF7... So I, I was reading a, an interview that he did with somebody who was talking about the difference between 7 and 8. And 7 was like this like dark... It's, it's It gets pretty depressing at times. And, you know, it's pretty... It's a pretty like powerful story. And then 8 was like this whimsical love story. And it's kind of weird, but the way... that I guess they did that because they felt that 7 was so dark that they wanted to like lift people's spirits when they're playing the game so that's why they kind of made it like uh what's the what's the the there's a couple characters in there that are pretty like comedic i would say comedic relief and eight but um anyway i i, I don't want to keep talking about final fantasy all day but that was uh we could that was sure. easily i i i can't fucking wait for when they release the next chapter like and the other thing is the other thing is people don't know whether or not they um that's going to be a completely separate game or whether or not it's going to be a DLC. Like there, like there is nothing but speculation uh, that I have found. Like I've been like all over the internet looking like crazy and they haven't, I haven't really like announced whether or not it's going to be one or the other. So people are kind of like, well, do I get to like carry everything over for my current game or do I have to start back at level one again, which is kind of interesting to me. Yeah. Um, cool. Well, what have you guys, I know we're kind of uh, deep into it now, but what have you guys been playing? Recently, I know Chu. You told me that you've been knee deep into uh, Fallout seventy six of all things, huh? Yes, that's what I'm playing right now. So, in the last month, I played uh, XCOM Chimera, which is not bad. X uh, Gears Tactics, which is phenomenal. I think if you're going to pick one of those two, definitely buy Gears Tactics. But yeah, yeah Fallout seventy six. I started playing it earlier in the week. Uh, it's the Wastelanders release. So, uh, one of the big things that made seventy six really feel so empty was there was there was no npcs like that was the whole so did you play it at the launch i did yeah okay cool i'm really okay cool yeah so i i probably put i know maybe 10 to 12 hours in the original push and it, it very much felt empty and you know combine that with the bugs and a lot of that sort of stuff it was like meh. but now they've got wastelanders where there is actually people out there and you've got raiders and you know there's like background people talking and that sort of stuff it doesn't have a lot of mm. the flavor of the old school Fallout universe that I'd like. Like it very much at the moment is painting that picture of, you know, it's quite a brutal world so far. It doesn't have those really out there hilarious moments where, you know, 
uh, you can blow up Megaton or something like that just because you decided, you know, you wanted to play it that way at that time. Um, there's a little bit of griefing around at the moment too. So there's definitely some very, very high level guys that just get bored. So they're just preying on people that have come back for Wastelanders. That's definitely the case. <laughs> oh, um, but it's relatively easy to avoid for the most part. I haven't played Nuclear Winter, which is like their Battle Royale mode. And the thing that sucks about it is that the perk cards, which kind of help you uh, try out different builds and different specs. The easiest way to grind them out is playing that game mode. And that's it, really kind of crappy for me because I don't want to play a Battle Royale game to play Fallout faster, like to go into the builds that I want to go into. Other than that, it's kind of RNG-ish as to which perk cards come out. So it has been fun, though, i got to admit. I, I do like it. It's a, it's a relaxing experience. That's the part of Fallout 76 that I liked when it first came out wandering around in a dead world and exploring past people's lives. That was kind of cool. So, but is there more to do in the game? So I'll tell you right now, I got into Fallout 76 like hard when it first came out and I did the whole, like I maxed my character out, did the whole raids on the score speech or whatever they were. And it kind of like became empty, like you were saying. So like, that's why we stopped playing it. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't mind firing it back up. Are there like actual quests and things like that to go on? I mean, there's heaps of quests. Like, I mean, they got the daily system as well. Um, So that's expanded a lot. But I don't know if you're following the news this week. The Fallout 76 business and release model is about to change completely. So they're about about to do seasons. And the seasons are going to have themes. So, uh, for example, I know the second or maybe third season is all about the Brotherhood of Steel being introduced into the game. Ooh. All Uh, right. Let me just bring it up for you. It's been on a loading screen. I've been reading about it slowly. Uh, let's have a look. So, yeah, it's going to change a little bit. So rather than having the massive levels the way that they have been, there's like a sort of zero to 100 type system. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, yeah, each season will bring in little things extra. So the way that it's all going, I'd recommend reading up on it. So you've got, yeah, seasons being introduced very shortly. Legendary perks are going to become a thing. New legendary weapons are going to be there. Uh, public teams as well. So you can team up much easier with people out in the world to take on things like those Scorch Beasts. Uh, and then each one of these is going to have a thematic storyline that drives the, each of those seasons like an expansion. So you will have a whole new series of quests for each one of these new seasons uh, that will basically define what that's all about. So the first one's basically starting this summer. So very, very shortly, there'll be another one in the fall, uh, which is when the Steel Dawn comes to the game. And then they'll be having daily operations, which kind of sounds like raids. And then at the end of the year in winter, uh, you're going to have Camp Settlers by the looks of it, which is all about Fallout 4. Hopefully not that dork that showed up every 20 minutes uh, <laughs> telling you you had to go and fight something. Uh, expeditions, I'm not too sure what they're about as yet. Um, and then, yeah, basically having perk loadouts being saved. So what's going to be able to happen in that one, you're going to be able to jump specs like you do in WoW, uh, which is going to be awesome. So they've, they've got a much better idea about what they want to be now, I think. I think this playground of kind of watching what people were doing for a year they probably weren't sitting around with their thumb up their ass like we kind of thought they were. So it's 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 good now. I mean, I'm not at the super end game. So whether I can tell you that, you know, all that's changed, I don't know. There's definitely a lot more than there was. But in the next sort of two to three months, uh, it's a whole new ball game. So there'll be a lot more chapters, if you will, three chapters by the end of the year, which is pretty great. Hell yeah. I'm going to definitely have to check that out. Yeah. I, lo- I love the game. I thought it was... Oh, man, I mean, I'm a giant fan of the Fallout series. So for me, it was, I mean, dude, my friends and I, we had, 
I mean, this is just this. This is how lame the game got. But I mean, we still were having fun with it. Is we our competition within ourselves? There was like probably seven or eight of us was to build the best house. So oh, yeah. we went like super all out on like on like MTV crib style, nice. like. Oh, check out my house, dude. And like, dude, one of my, some of my friends got really creative with it, man. Like where they would like find like a plot of land right next to a lake and they would like build like their lake house, you know? And like, oh, dude, uh, that, that was actually kind of fun. I'm not going to lie. So like, that's become quite a thing though, because like now on the map, players of a certain level or with a base that's above a certain level, like people can spec into like being their own vendors to make money while they're offline. So you'll be able to see on the map right oh, now, like oh, a big sheet and you'll go there and like you're walking into someone else's base and you're buying things that they've crafted. So they're leaning into a lot of that, like old, 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 like Star Wars galaxies kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know how good. deep they're going to go with that, but I love the idea of it. You can sit there, craft a bunch of stuff, go offline. People are coming in, talking to your robot or your vending machine, buying the stuff that you put in there and, uh, you know, building a, a bit of a cap uh, economy. Yeah, that was going to oh say, God, that reminds me cool. a lot of Star Wars Galaxy. And I used to do that in Dark Age Camelot too with the, the housing uh, release. Man, they that. need to finish Star Citizen. That, that's probably the closest thing on the radar that, you know, even represents that kind of idea being possible outside of EVE Online, I guess. But EVE Online's a whole different animal. <laughs> that's a whole Man, rabbit hole can. of craziness right. and a lot of debt, I'm sure, oh, yeah, yeah. for you people. Know, I've played, um, I still, I, I was in the alpha for Star Citizen. I guess I technically still am. But we'll see. I mean, I, I I played it before. Like, all you could do is just, like, you can make your character. Here's your ship. You can fly yeah. around. And that's about it. There's really nothing you could do about it. This was, like, maybe six years ago. So I'm curious mm-hmm. to see what they've done at this point. But the game, one game that I'm really looking forward to that um, is coming out is uh, Camelot Unchanged. I don't know if you've played mm-hmm. that game or heard of that game. I've, I actually love I, mean, I played Dark Ages of Camelot. Is it, like, a... It's the same guy. So it's Mark Jacobs who who created Dark Age Camelot. And actually, there are people okay. still playing Dark Age Camelot. I actually loaded up my account. I could see that. Because um, I, I had... Bro, if there's still people playing RuneScape and EverQuest, I'm sure there's people still playing Dark Age yeah, Camelot I, somewhere. I'm, I, I loved Dayok, man. That was that was my jam. Like I played on a free-for-all PvP server. It's the most fun I've ever had in an entire game. So, But um, anyway, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So one thing that we picked up recently, which... For better, for worse, I guess it's a perfect time to, if you were all stuck in quarantine, just to hang out. Is uh, we're in anticipation for Shadowlands. We've uh, we've all decided to pick up World of Warcraft again. So yeah, yeah. what do you guys? Hey, true. It's alternate reality. Gonna be looking for a, a prop. Oh my god, I can't talk. A prop paladin tank by any chance? <laughs> Look, I mean, we haven't really put anything together because it's still so far <laughs> away. Because what is it, September October yeah, the true. earliest? So I mean, we could. Yeah. I could certainly yeah. start floating some things with that. But I think the best idea here probably is going to be you guys have people in uh, your community. We have people. Uh, I'm sure that we can combine something together so we can run a couple of alliances and. Uh, you know, that way for people who can't dedicate themselves to being in an alliance every single day of the week, like, you know, dads and workers and that sort of thing. If you miss Alliance 1, maybe jump Alliance 2. Um, but look, I have nothing pre-planned, but uh, I have to admit, if I wasn't in Fallout 76, I'd probably come back and join you guys now. But I also know I'm going to get bored if I start four months out from the X-Pack. I'm probably going to come back maybe a month and a half, two, before it drops. Yeah. Uh, then I'll skill up, play with you boys, and then we'll roll new tunes in. 
But you've already been, you already played through BFA, right? Yeah, I haven't played the last two raids, yeah. but I don't feel like I need to. Yeah. I, I, just, I just YouTube the cinematics. Like, I don't really care about the gear or the loot because they always get superseded the next season uh, by green mm-hmm. like, oh, every yeah. time. Like, you know, two quests <laughs> yeah. in. It's like, you get a blue. Oh my God. It's like the biggest upgrade. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. It's like 10 times better than the thing that I spent yeah. like weeks trying to acquire. Yeah. In the first and you place. look like someone that just rolled out of Golcha. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, look, it <laughs> looks trash. And you look like a level one paladin all over again. But now you're just like ultra yep. powerful. That's the hilarious thing about gear squish or stat squish every expansion. So uh, I'll come back at the end because they always have, uh, well, not always, but they've been pretty reliable with good crossover events leading into a new expansion. And this one with oh, this yeah. storyline, I want to see what that is because either they failed miserably with BFA's ending so far because that ending, the way it, I don't know if you've seen it, I won't say what it is. Um, the way it's ended, it's an, a, a World of Warcraft expansion has never ended like that. It was, it was such a nothing moment that it kind of felt like you were waiting for a big cutscene that never happened. You were waiting for a conclusion to the story that wasn't there. And in a way, do you think that's because they want to like deviate from what they're doing now and try something different? Well, I'm kind of hoping that they do something because that's the thing. You know, they can't finish this one because Sylvanas is in the next one, right? So you can't you can't beat the big yeah. bad because she's you know that she lives. It's like it's like yeah. coming to the Terminator series these many years on. You kind of know that you know he's coming back in the later ones at this stage. So. As a yeah. result, I think it, it sort of suffers a little bit from a narrative point of view. And that, that was what I loved about the Warcraft universe. So I'm hoping they've got something big in store, something random. Like, remember at the end of um, Burning Crusade, we had all the Kill Jaden stuff that kind of come out of nowhere. Oh, I'm hoping they've got that yeah. in them. They've got something like that that's kind of standalone, didn't need to be as part of the BC storyline, but they went there early. Uh, and then yeah. basically just that was the cherry on top of a wonderful expansion the kill jaden uh raids and uh what's it called sunfire what was the spire oh sunrise sunwell yeah the sunwell i mean that that was amazing sunwell was like easily probably one of the i think to this day i've I've seen people that are you know have been like wowheads since the day one and they're like there i think three of the bosses in sunwell are still to this day heralded as like some of the worst bosses that have ever been made in world of warcraft history oh yeah for sure it was it was a. Did you did you play through? Did you raid through that dungeon? Uh, right towards the end. So by that stage, everyone had kind of figured it out. Um, but it was yeah, it was nightmarish because I played for most of BC. There was a big gap after the last piece of content before Sunwell, and this happens with me in WoW all the oh, time. Yeah. That I'll be like, I've kind of done everything, guys. Like that extra one percent or arena ring doesn't really interest me right now. I'll, I'll yeah, see you guys. Yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll resub when we see the next thing, right? And then I'll come back. In. Yeah, uh, and then I normally get bored. I roll a new turn. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's only so many alts you can run. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, yeah, I uh, yeah, I was obsessed with the World of Warcraft at that point in my life. So Same. I and I was raid leader for my my guild. So like, I I'll never forget, man. Like, first time we walked up to Illidan, and he's like, "You are not oh, prepared." Yeah. I was like, "Oh, I fucking love this game," you yeah, know. Man. Like, <laughs> and I never got tired of hearing that, you know. Like, but uh, and even even um. Like I, I have so many memories of like doing Mount Hygel and doing uh what was the name of the, the name of the bot like Ark Archimond, yeah. And like without fail, someone would always fucking explode midair when he would pop people up and they would they would forget to hit their silver uh-huh. trinkets. And there would always be that one guy where, you know, I'd always have to be like, Don't be that guy, okay? Like please don't be that guy. One person every oh, yeah. time always yeah, trying to guy. coordinate forty people, it's um, tough. 
Yeah. Yeah. Don't oh don't stand in fire, you know? Like that's like don't stand in fire and and click on your trinkets or like the two. Well that things was the thing with Max, right? It was always out. like never stand in the green circles. And then in Max Mammoth it was always like, <laughs> All right, now stand in the green circles. Like wait, what that was like yeah. the one rule we had. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to getting back into it. I I started a new account. I try doing. I'm trying out a demon hunter. I just did like the trial of the 110. No idea what I'm doing. They're the fun, game. man. It's really been fun. it's been forever. So what are what are demon hunters? Are they are they just pure DPS like rogues or do they are they high? Uh, they got a tank spec. Do you know? Oh, oh, yeah, it'd be interesting. Ooh. So I don't yeah. know. I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna mm-hmm. try a monk out too. I think that'll be fun. So I don't know if they're adding a new class in Shadowlands, but I was like trying out new things and and trying it out so uh what do you know what server you used to play on to or is it like cross server kind of stuff uh look i mean it was an oceanic but i don't think it matters anymore because uh, i'm pretty sure it's all cross server so uh, oceanic was all mixed with us anyway so i'm pretty Mm. sure actually i don't even know if i stayed on oceanic i have a feeling i jumped to us for a few other people anyway i've got i've got tunes everywhere man i'm I'm sure i could catch up with you guys on one of them let me know which server you're playing on and i'll make sure we direct our boys there too I, uh, I, okay. So like, here's my thing. I, and I'm trying to figure this out because when the last time I played was Mr. Pandaria, mm-hmm. which I think was three expansions ago. And, um, cause there's BFA, well, Cataclysm was before, no, Cataclysm was before, before um, Mists? I mean, probably right. yes, it was the one. Yeah. It was before yeah. that. Cause it went, it went wrath of Lich King Cataclysm. Yeah. And then there was another one and then there was Mr. Oh, Pandaria yeah, yeah. and then, Warlords Draenor, yes. And then, um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, I, I know that you used to be able to do like cross-realm uh, raiding and things yep. like that. But there were like there were like different rewards if you did it non-raid finder than is if you did it like as a collective Well, that's group. the two different sort of and, comments there. So, I mean, you sort of, yeah, you're, you're right. So they, they have like four to, three or four different tiers of difficulty. So you have raid finder, which is basically you as a pleb or maybe one or two of your mates jump in with just all randos and it's super easy difficulty. Yeah. You could do that like once a week, I think, right? Well, you can do it as like many that. times as you want, but you only get rewards once, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there was that. And then of course you have the ones that you could do with friends. Um, the cross service stuff was completely different. So they used to have it in clusters. So you sort of say, okay, you might be on this server, but you can cross with all these people. Um, but it, it all really changed. I think maybe two or three X packs ago where it's all localized connectivity. So even if you are on a server on the far side of the planet, trying to play with your friends, um, you're still connected to the local server. So you're still getting way, way, way better pings. So when I, mean, I used to play out of Australia on the US server at like 60 ping, and I was just insanely good. Um, in saying that here, though, I know last time I tried to connect, I suffered pretty badly uh, with that because I think I'm supposed to be on European servers here. So that's the one thing I need to test before mm. I come back. Yeah. That's pretty cool, though. Like, I, I, this is something I always feel like they needed to do, anyways, man, because like there are so many different servers, and there's always that instance where like you got five friends that are playing over here, and you've got six friends that are over here, and you know, it's, it's kind of dumb that you would limit people. I mean, I know back in the day, it was obviously for technical reasons, they didn't have the hardware, they weren't set up for those kinds of things or the infrastructure to do those kinds of things. But as time goes on, and they're like, I don't want to say that they're not struggling to keep their player base, but I mean, it is a fight for them because there are other games that are trying to, you know, steal the throne from them, even though 
we're here 20 years later, I feel like, or not 20, Close. but you know, just like 15 something years later, and they're still the number one RPG or MMO in the land. I kind of wish know? that they just called it now and like rebooted it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think that if you, if you, I would be if right you reflavored it, like, I know it knocks a lot of people out because of technology, because that's, that's supposed to be the casual entry game where you can take people with a, a PC made out of wood and they can play this, right? But I think if they really want to just keep another five to 10 years, they really need to come back and, and rejuvenate a lot of those systems from the ground up and bring the graphics into the modern gen as well. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the agree. thing. Like I, I, I loaded up, I maxed out all my settings and I was still getting like 120 frames per second. I was like, okay, yeah. this is wild. On and if, if they do that, I mean, too, the they can is- run consoles. Do you know what I mean? Like, could you imagine how big this game would be if you oh. could run multi-platform console? Yeah, absolutely. Huge. And you can you can do it because there's games out there that are doing multi-platform console as of now that are MMOs. I mean, look at Black yep. Desert Black Desert Online. They're doing it. Man, they're DC on the Online still think, survives. Like, you know, switch DC Online, uh, DC Comics. Like, that's I know, the dude. Fight. I don't yeah. even know how that's well, still switch around, Switch gave dude. it a real kick in the pants. Like, Switch came around. Everyone's just ah. like, man, this is a really, really good MMO for Switch. I mean, it is a D- Did oh, you play it? A long it? time. Yeah, yeah. I played it a long time ago. When it, I think I think it actually came out on. I think that's the last game I think I played on my Xbox. Is I think I downloaded it on my Xbox 360, and my boy and I were just like going crazy yeah. on it because it was like, ooh, a, a superhero MMO. I think I played like, oh god, I played so many MMOs, yeah. man. And like, I think I played 14 was good. 14, I think, actually is the closest thing to like a quality MMO on every front. I mean, again. Yeah. Yeah, Final yeah. F- so like uh, I know you're not like a huge like into the lore of Final Fantasy, but let me tell you that my best friend and I shit our pants when I found out that they had an actual golden saucer on the FF14 mm-hmm. MMO, and you could go in there and do the triple triad matches from like the Final Fantasy Eight card game, or you could do the Chocobo yeah. racing. Like I straight up shit my pants, dude. Like I was like, get the fuck out of here. Like I bought into that and played it for hours, dude. Like I didn't even play the real game. I I, I bought into mm-hmm. the game. Did not even step outside of the Golden Saucer for like a month. Like that's so there's two MMOs like I played the same year, and unfortunately, both of them in that year uh, were failing miserably with people playing the game. So I really enjoyed both of them, but no one was playing them, so I stopped. One of those was Final Fantasy XIV. I would give that another go in a heartbeat if I knew people playing it, right? Because yeah. it was a very slick combat systems were very good. I would play that in a heartbeat. The other one, and this is one that I cannot believe never took off because it was really, really good, was Wildstar. I don't know if you guys ever played that. Oh, my God. I I can't believe you. I Dude, right there with you, man. I'm right there with you, bro. Where you had your own little world and you could, like, have, like, your own little farm and shit like that. You could go to your boy's farm. That game was the shit. I'm right there with you. That's so funny you say because I was about – I was like, is this man about to say Wildstar? Like – that's yeah, they just they got it so right, and then the end game they just got it so wrong, right? It was just there was not enough to do. What there was to do wasn't engaging, and then they tried to go like serious at the end when the whole thing was just comedic up until that point. But the action systems and the combat was good, but their server performance was just rubbish. So because it was all about that twitchy MMO PvP play, and then what would happen is you're hitting it like 400 milliseconds, so you can't dodge or the attack that you went. Oh my god! I'm going to line up eight dudes with this, and then it misses everyone because you know they logged out of the game yep. 20 minutes ago. It's yeah, it was so close. That was a really to an amazing game. game, man. 
and, and they, they had to sh- they ended up like okay. shutting it down. They, 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 yeah, like they, it's they not went even premium for a while. They were trying to float it with pretty much what got what uh, the old yeah. Republic because I played that for a long time as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that I was another game. Well, everyone tells me I should go back and play all the expansions that I didn't play because ultimately that game is basically a single player Star Wars experience now. It's not really an MMO, but apparently it's still good if you want to play the storyline. Interesting. Because huh. I played, I can't remember what character I played. I think I played the Meta class or something like that, or some a smuggler class in Star Wars Old Republic. I yeah. never got into like the, um, I always liked playing the characters that were like the offbeat path and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I always played like a, like a day yeah, I could play a, a veil walker and I would always play like some random smuggler mm-hmm. type thing. So I'd be curious to try that, but I don't know. I don't know if that's freemium or not. So well, that's, that's where right. 84 was born, man. That's where I changed my online handle was that game because I made a fat smuggler. And I thought it was hilarious because it was like this nimbly pimbly, like 400 pound guy. And it was awesome. <laughs> awesome. And yeah, it was, it was a playoff Chewbacca. I mean, obviously being a fat rogue, I'm like, all right, what's a Star Wars name that basically sounds fat? Well, instead of Chewbacca, it's Chewburgers. That's amazing. I had no nice. idea. So there we go. We've got the history of where the name came from. Yeah, I used to have like really lame names. Like it was always like like battle axe with like two X's. Or like when in uh high fantasy games it was always like Eligar or some sort of like, you know, wizardy sounding name. So Yeah. My 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 <laughs> name Vash just comes from Trigun, the anime series that oh, yeah? when I was when I made a uh yeah, it's on Netflix. Everyone it's old it's old school. It's like made in the not old school, but it's like it, it came out in the nineties, the early nineties. So I highly recommend watching it. It's just such good for old anime if you like old anime. But like for me, my name came from like when I was playing Dayok, like my original character was named uh your mom. Nice. And I used to be uh because you had <laughs> last names too, and I used to say your mom and is the last name was Where's Panties or something like that. And like oh. I got my name changed. They're like someone reported me in game, they changed my name to Yorman. So I was like, all right, fine, whatever. And then uh, I went and play on a free for all. Uh, the Mordred server was a free for all PvP server. And I was like, okay, I need a character name. He's like, ah. Oh. And I was watching Trigun at the time. I was like, you know what? I like Trigun. Like, I'll try this. Like, I put Vash, V A S H. I was like, that name is taken. I'm like, what if I just put another V in front of it? It was like, V Vash. I'm like, all right, cool. And that's stuck with me for almost 20 years. Solid. That's good. We need to talk about Flying Boys. I can see some MMOs happening in our future. Absolutely. So, all right. Yeah. No, I, I, uh, Dude, I, I actually was like, I was still in Vash yesterday because we were talking about WoW and I was one of those people that my friends had to have like almost like a, like a intervention for me with WoW. Cause like I was like, I, I was, you know, whatever I was slinging dope and, you know, playing WoW and working out like 16 hours a day. Like it was literally like my life and I fucking, I came from EverQuest mm-hmm. before that. And dude, I loved EverQuest. Like the, 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 to me, that's like, Part of the reason why I have such a hard time getting into MMOs today is because games like EverQuest and WoW in the original days were such a challenge and there was such like a great sense of community in those games. And that was before the days of like social media and Twitch and all that kind of stuff. And um, everything wasn't as easy, you know, and like the first time I do the first time I killed, uh, illidan like i remember just like popping boners for days man like i was so hype about it you know and now it's like you kill a raid boss on wow and you're like all right let's farm this bitch and get all the gear from him you know it's like not as uh not as exciting it was, it was a very like, coming out in the last couple of years did you do you guys ever play secret world yes i played secret world i heard about that you think i never Vash? played it I thought it was pretty good. I mean, I didn't dive too much into it. I probably put make maybe a hundred hours into that game. Um, I'm tr- really trying to remember like everything that happened because I played. Um, 
I played their other game that was um, the Tryon Worlds put out. I'm trying to remember the name of it. Um, uh, it, was, it was Rift. Rift, yes, I played Rift. Like Rift, I thought was a fantastic Rift way in which awesome. they, that multi spec system, dude. Multi spec system. The PvP they had in there was awesome. We were like, so I was in a guild for many years. I was just uh, big on you know, free for all PvP. Wanted to just like roll around in big groups and zerg everybody and just like just stomp people. And that's we wanted to be the best. So we tried a lot of different games. They eventually settled on Darkfall back in the day, but like I couldn't get into Darkfall because of the uh, the it was too too much of a a penalty for death like if someone rolled up on you they could completely op- they would completely loot you if you died your entire loot tables was whatever whatever you were wearing whatever you had in your bags were were up for grabs or i i can't do it yeah i can't do it either and it was it was they would do i don't know either way it was just rift with i i really enjoyed rift and i can't i wish i could go back and like i know they have like free for all uh, or free to play models of that game, but like I don't know if my characters are involved. I I wouldn't know where to begin, but like yeah, I played the shit out of Rift when that game came out. I just I just remember tanking in that game and having it be one of the most satisfying raid experiences that I've ever had outside of WoW. So because mm-hmm. I felt like WoW was just like really frustrating, but like you would go in with ten like like WoW was like forty person raid. Rift was like ten person raid, and everything had to line up perfectly in order yep. to get it to work. So I thought that was interesting absolutely but either way oh good mmo talk good mmo talk oh my (laughs) gosh yeah so yeah we'll definitely talk offline and try to get and get into some more stuff so but um but because the thing about mmos is they're only good when you have a good group of people it's it's just it's just not ultimately like we like the three of us we're all sitting here talking about it right and it's like I can tell you that half the experience of playing World of Warcraft was the alliance or the guild that I had. You know what I mean? Like that's the, the the relationships you build with the people. I have a friend of mine that I've been gaming with since we were like 16 years old and we got on EverQuest. And I mean, this guy to this day is still one of my closest friends. And it's like, you know, that's that's the kind of shit that I loved about WoW and things like that. That I feel has kind of like been. I don't want to say it's been removed from the game, but it's not as much of a focus point as it was back when you're like locked into just your server and it's kind of like your neighborhood yeah. in a sense you know like yeah i mean I don't know. That, that was just one of those things yeah the guys who i i don't know if it'll ever be like it, that again i mean it might be know? i mean we're seeing that now with like these the mobile games we're playing like i could say you know we wouldn't be talking we wouldn't be having this conversation right now with the two of you if it wasn't for a mobile game so there's that True. so and they've, they've kind of built that discord i feel like has really helped push that in that sense of community within a game or whatever because everyone can kind of come together for it so but either way it's, it's uh interesting times and um I'm looking forward to more. So, Chu, I know you have to go uh, soon. So, um, thanks for being on the the podcast and talking video games with us, man. That was a uh, quite the quite the discussion and whatnot. We're, well, maybe we'll have you on again if you ever want to come back to talk more. Anytime, anytime. Yeah, time. Let me know, boys. Absolutely. So you can find us on Instagram at OG.podcast or Twitter is Overachiever P. Our website is beingoverachiever.com. We can get this episode and every episode where we talk about video games. Yes, we talk about video games, not just Marvel Strike Force, but also we talk about Marvel Strike Force and a bunch of other stuff as well. So please feel free if you like this to you know rate us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. That helps us out. So give us a five star and spread the word, please. We're, we're constantly doing these episodes. We'll try to do more of the video game stuff, but it's hard to double up on the weekend sometimes. Maybe we'll try to do it during the week. Something. Who knows? Either way. Uh, Chew, thanks uh, so much for being a part. You can find Chew Burger at uh, uh, Nerd Reality on YouTube. I'll put a link in the description below. And uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for our 
Marvel Strike Force content, which I don't think we have a guest yet, but we'll be we'll probably just be the three of us. So or the two of us. Who knows? The OGs. OGs but anyway. Man. Uh Chew, thanks again, man. We'll uh talk soon. Cheers, boys.